Hi, my name is Joe, and I'm a home decor overspender. Hi, Joe. I made a breakthrough. I found HomeSense. It's unreal. So many brand name sofas. I bought one. Oh, wow, really? It's okay. The price is so low. Lighting, unexpected. Rugs, handcrafted. Wall art, eclectic. I go back like every week. <gasps> no, it's always different. New unique decor, same great savings. Every time you go. Field trip. HomeSense, standout pieces, outstanding prices. Podeskew Podcast is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. I'm Midnight Agent Raw. And I'm Okami. We are the Super Media Bros Podcast. And each week, we give a comedic take on all forms of entertainment, such as movies, music, video games, television, and much more. So put your shades on and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Shades on. We're on. Podcast. I am CJ with the as always is my hetero like me, Rico. What's up, man? What's up? What's going on, dude? We have a special guest, and you wanted to pop his cherry, as you, if you will. Yes. Uh, you would refer to him as the Moby Dick because you thought he was unattainable. And for a while, it took a while for us to get here. If I recall uh, during one conversation, you said this motherfucker will never come on Potaskew. I think those are the words you used. I kind of assumed that, but that's what you get when you assume. Uh, yeah, so you become an ass. Without, um, you, become, you and me. We <laughs> both of us. <laughs> no, just you. Uh, but uh, it, this is kind of a treat because I got, you know, uh, a my business partner, the guy I talk to almost every fucking day, and then my oldest friend uh, that we've talked about many times on here, and we finally fucking nabbed him. Uh, Michael, how are you, buddy? Pretty good, man. I hope you can hear me. Yeah, we definitely. hear you. Definitely hear you, buddy. All and right. Michael, you know, based on that intro he gave you, you know, our job now is for us to gang up on Rico and just trash him for the next two hours. You know that, right? Oh, I have much experience in this uh, in this area. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> e- e- every time L.A. Joe and Michael are hanging out together, it's just... Let's shit all over Rico. Like, well, yeah. that's. Oh, yeah. I, I have video proof of this. Yeah. I'm sure you do. <laughs> not, a, not of them shitting on me. That, that's a whole no. other thing. Yeah, that's a whole other video. That's you know, shooting his dick with BB guns, things like that. You know. Ow. Um, <laughs> does Pelicans. does Michael yeah. know that I? Well, first off, let me ask you, buddy. And I should have asked you this in our pre-show thing. But do you prefer Mike or Michael, or don't care? Um. I've always gone by Michael, but since I started working 12 years ago, it's always been Mike. I don't know where it started, but I got to the point where I introduced myself as Mike, so it really does not matter. I go okay. by Michael, Mikey, Mike, whatever the fuck you want. Sounds good. I just didn't want to insult you. You know, uh, people do have preferences sometimes, and I, I wanted to respect that. Um, but do, do you know that I know Joe from L.A.? 
Uh, no. How, did you did you pull him on the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been on. Well, we did a pre we did a pre show meeting thing. Like, a, we recorded it just because it was entertaining as fuck, but it's never actually seen the light of day. And then um, we did an uh, an episode. Do you ever seen Screen Junkies on um, on YouTube? No. So it's a it's just a movie review channel on YouTube, but they play a game called Movie Fights, and we did a variation of that game. And since I was the host of the show of the game show, I couldn't participate representing Potescu. So Joe stepped into my my seat and represented with Rico as a contestant. I was still fucking lost. <laughs> well, it wasn't because of Joe. Yeah, you want to talk about bad sound quality? <laughs> Joe's was Joe's yeah. was not great. Yeah, but it, 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 hey, it worked. Phone? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it was it was good that he pitched in and helped us out. We we yeah. needed a another person, and especially at the time, CJ had asked me, like, you think you think Michael would want to come on? I'm like, probably not. <laughs> yeah, you you were my first choice for what it's worth, buddy. I I wanted you yeah. to come in, and since you guys are like best friends, and since I couldn't do it, I was like, we'll have you and Rico do it. And he, I was like, get Michael do it. And he was like, nah, he ain't going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what, what took me so long. It's honestly, uh, it's not, it's not even that, uh, difficult. Well, yeah. so let's be honest before most of it was because of your work schedule. Now that like, we're not working. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, this is how we nabbed you was because, Hey, we're all kind of like not working. <laughs> Yeah, I ran out of excuses. <laughs> yeah, I, and that's ultimately what I did was I kind of cornered you. I'm like, all right, dude, like you have no excuse. And he's like, oh, fuck, god damn it, fine. <laughs> Ironically, that's how he got me to do the show on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, because I when we started this, and I'm sure we've told this on air at some point, but I wanted to do this every two weeks. Like I wanted to do a biweekly show, which is not unheard of in the podcast world, and. So we did our first episode, and then I'm, you know, chilling out at home, and Rico, re- like, calls me, and he's like, so we're recording in, like, an hour, right? I'm like, uh, no. And he's like, no, mm-hmm. we're, I'm not asking you. I'm fucking telling you we're recording in an hour. Get your shit together, <laughs> and let's go. And to be fair, it was also, we had just seen, Michael and I had just seen Infinity War. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah, was yeah. super fresh, and we're like, we need to fucking talk about this shit. Yeah, and we did. We we yeah. did the entire MCU and Infinity War in that one recording. We ended up splitting it into two episodes, but that one recording. I remember that day, man. We had nobody to talk to about that shit. Like, even my friend Greg, who I saw all those movies with when Rico wasn't around, it was like, no, like, I just had so much to say and I had no one to talk to about it. So I totally understand where he was coming from. And for the record, Rico liked that movie the first time he saw it. And the I... second time he saw it, he instantly turned around. No, I didn't. I, I didn't say I didn't like Infinity War. Am I thinking of that or am I thinking of Endgame? Neither. So I, not, I definitely not, remember. I know. I remember Rico making a big 180. No, I, I made a big 180 about Last Jedi because I liked Last Jedi when we first saw it. And then that I thought about right. it. I'm like, wait, that was that was some bullshit. No, no, no. I you and I both walked out of Infinity War and went to your car and like reacted you just like sat there for like 10 minutes like, no, dude, you, just you and i reacted like that fucking meme <sighs> of rick and morty where they're like in the spaceship they're like oh god why what the fuck we, that's what you and i did and then we went to the fucking um we went to the bar and that was even worse because we we're like drinking whiskey because we we're like we felt like we lost 
something. We were so we were so depressed and so fucked up, and everyone's like, "Hey, how was uh, Avengers?" And we're like, "Shut the fuck up! Give me another drink. We can't talk about it. It's so fucked up. With all this weight on our shoulders. Fuck you." And it's funny because he, t- I texted. I knew what time you guys were going, so I I knew approximately when you would be out of the movie. And so I texted Rico. I'm like, "How was it?" And he's like, "We're at the bar." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, good. It was that oh, good God. or that bad?" You're in. He was like, "I need a drink." Like that was that was. I think the first thing I said was just in all caps, "Dude," and you're like, "Don't yeah. tell me anything." And I'm like, "Okay." And you're I'm like, at the bar. Too much already. Yeah. Right. You're like, but then he kept wanting to get like little answers, like, "So was it good or bad?" I'm like, "Fuck you. Make up your mind. You want me to tell you or I'm at the bar." Like, yeah. And in that same vein, Michael, I don't know if you can see over my shoulder here, but we have Stan Lee fading away up over right there. Oh, yeah, I right can't there. see him, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, Stan Lee looking over. He's bugging you. Yeah, he is. So. True believers. So, Michael, well, there's so many things that we've talked about. about You've been a, a semi-regular subject on this podcast, right, Rico? Wouldn't you say? I mean, he's come up a couple times. He, you know, I think why we're having him here is just to prove that I actually have had a friend that's not CJ. Because I keep or Stephanie. It could have been or Stephanie. <laughs> it could just be like, oh yeah, my friend Michael. You know, he's he's also, you know, his cousin is my ex girlfriend. They live in Canada. It's like one of those fucking yeah, yeah, made yeah. up. No, no, I'm your girlfriend that goes to another school. Ah, yeah. <laughs> she lives in she lives in Canada. You know, you wouldn't know her. She doesn't know well, Facebook. She's cool. <laughs> well, t- to be fair, Joe never actually admitted to being your friend. He never actually said I'm Rico's friend. So I don't. <laughs> Ouch. It's true. It's, it is true. Those words uh, never left like his that. mouth. So, um, but no, I, all, all, all seriousness, like, first off, what I, there's a couple of things I want to thank you for, actually, Michael. What, the first thing is our opening music, because you worked with Sam on that, um, and we're very grateful. We we thanked you on air when we we did a thank you, uh, like little mini what twenty minutes I think Rico. It was like a short thing we did, and we yeah. we definitely said something then, but. Now that I have a chance to actually talk to you, I'd like to say thank you again because that it's a great riff, and I really, really appreciate you taking the time to do that for us. Oh, absolutely, man! I was glad to uh, have the opportunity. I had a lot of fun messing around with Sam to do that. Um, I wish we could have done something a little cooler, but it still came out pretty nice. And, I uh, I got exactly what I wanted out of it, to be honest with you. So I don't I don't know how much cooler it could have gotten, but if you got more in you, dude, re- record that shit and send it over. But um, right. The other, I just need the other a, thing. Some time with Sam, where uh, we start off not drunk, and then he can really uh, see what we can do. <laughs> yes, but see, if you don't start off drunk, then we don't get Rapiskew. So, uh, you, <laughs> you know, a, yeah, there's a diamond in the rough right there. Where we talk about <laughs> dragons and and th- and Star Wars and things. It, but, it, um, it's the worm in the tequila bottle, more it, likely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, the other thing, though, I want to thank you for is bringing Rico's musical taste into the to the latter half of the 20th century, because apparently before you, the only thing he liked was Frank Sinatra. So, and the Rat oh, Packs. Yes. So, that's uh, before I even met Rico. The first time he was ever mentioned to me was my mom telling me that I was going to meet her friend Nancy's awesome son and I was going to like him so much cuz he's into action figures and records and I just <laughs> I just stared at her blankly like and, and he's my age right like, yeah. like what yeah. 
what 40 year old i don't even know if i'd ever touched a record at that point in my life like i'm fucking 12 years old like i'm just uh getting used to my fucking uh my cd player walkman and fucking mp3s and shit like that fucking rico with rico sinatra all right yeah it was like i'm sure your first instinct was what 50 year old mentally challenged person is my mom trying to force me to be friends with yes not well, much has changed. The the irony in all that, Michael, is I'm I'm the forty year old on the show, and I'm younger than Rico. So, <laughs> do the math there, you know. Well, some some people are just immature for their ages. See, I've known Rico for a very long time. He's always been in his forties. Well, that's being conservative. I would have put him in like his fifties. Well, I know I'm in my fifties now. Like yeah. I was in my forties when we met. And then I, you know, over time you, you age like a normal person. Uh, yeah. Every, every birthday now I'll get a text inevitably by Michael or Joe or both. And they'll say, how old are you now? 53. Congratulations. <laughs> well then shit. I feel like I do need to do something for your birthday this year since you're since entering middle age, you know, oh, he's no, I, middle I, age. he's about to be 60. Yeah. That's I just, true. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm He's almost, about to retire. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, reach dad's age, and then I can tell him what to do. Oh my I'll god! Be... Do we even? It... I I can't tell that. Can I? what? Can I, talk, can I talk about that experience last week? Go for it. Michael can appreciate because Michael's like Michael lived with us at Ron, so no, he no, knows I, Ron. Oh, I get. I'm sure he does. I meant for the audience and for the public world. I didn't. Oh, know. oh no, Ron needs to be known worldwide. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, we. So Rico joked at the beginning of this thing about you being our white whale. For for real, honestly, as much as I've wanted you on the show, and I have because I think we'd have a fun conversation, and and I'm sure we're going to. Ron is the one I want. Ron, we we need an episode with Ron because, and these are Rico's words, not mine. But how many opportunities are we going to get? I mean, the dude's 82 years old. <laughs> Yeah. To be honest, that would be the most hilarious show ever. You know, you'd have to catch him at the perfect level of high and drunkness <laughs> where he, you know, and it'll be a lot of technical difficulties, but that'll be part of the funniness of the show. It'll just be him and his grungy ass voice just screaming at the, ah, how the fuck does this thing work? <laughs> we'll see. On that shit. But it'll that's, be fantastic. I'm telling you. That's a pretty good run, first off. But two, um, no, we, we've gotten to a point where we've installed software on his computer so that I can remotely access and control his computer. So literally, he's going to have to just sit there and drink, and I will operate it for him. Unless right. he spills wine on the keyboard. like Right, he, unless he does that. <laughs> or you have him and Rico like share an episode together. Like Rico's at the house. Rico could be on the computer with the microphone, and he just like sets up a... A uh, phone doing like Skype yeah, or something what? facing Ron and just like hope it goes somewhere from there. That's what I wanted to do. If you just got a session where you got the camera on the bar table in the kitchen where you can like catch Ron's voice and uh, CJ can see him a little bit, you would get so much gold out of that. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> so we're just peeling all behind the, the curtain today, but we suspected that was going to happen. But um, we, we tried to do one that never came to pass and I sat here for two hours from midnight till two in the morning and talked to Ron and what's Dave's Dave Farber? Yeah. Does I don't rub know. Rub it you on know. your chest? Yeah. Rub it on your no chest. No way. Yeah, man. 
We have not aired it, and we are not going to for right now. When they remember, both die, then we'll air it. Remember when it when Vita bit your dick, and he said, "Well, why'd you put your dick in her mouth?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was re- CJ. I was wrestling with Dad Shepherd, who died, the one that died recently. Yeah, Vita. yeah, yeah. I was, I was. She was. This is when she was like a puppy. So I'm wrestling with her, and she fucking like nips me on the balls, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, she bit me on the dick." And Dave Farber said, why'd you put her dick in her mouth? <laughs> that doesn't stun me. That does not surprise me. Uh, Farber was hilarious, man. He was like, I don't know, he was like a ghetto version of old Rico. Like, he just, like, he had the same, like, intensity of yelling and stuff, but, like, with a little <laughs> Oakland twist. <laughs> you know, okay. The, the, there was one time I shaved my head and Joe came over to, to hang out with me and I didn't tell him I shaved my head because I don't, I'm not, why, why would I say like, Hey man, come on over. I shaved my head because at that point it was just kind of a reoccurring thing, but he had yet to see it. And so he, Farber was living in the, in the cottage in the backyard and I'm hunched over working on something in the backyard. Joe comes. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey. I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow. Ow. Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Introducing Venture X, Capital One's new travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars, and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel, and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. So I was like, hey, Dave. And I look at him like, Dave. He's like, oh, my God, you're Rico. What the fuck? That's funny. And then I kind of realized, like, oh, my God, I do look like fucking Farber. I, a little bit. I don't. I didn't see it, honestly, because he was on camera, but I didn't see it. He was on camera, but he was also like in the Farber dark. 10 years ago looks like Rico now. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. But he you looks, you were there. I I wasn't obviously. So I, I'll never be able. I, he's definitely taller than me. That's what sucks. I look like a mini me version of Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just man. both just go rub it on your chest. <laughs> you told us that. Did you tell us? You've told me that story. I don't know if you've ever told that on the show or not. The rub it on your chest. Yeah. It's not really a story. The well, only thing I told was that he, he would just say that as a way of uh, an alternative way of saying fuck you. Right. Or you're such an right. asshole, Rod. Rub it on your chest. It doesn't mean anything. It just. But I, I brought it up because Michael and I were watching Lethal Weapon Four, and Chris Rock. You said, did bring this here, up. Here's, I I brought this up. He's like, he, he's like, here, uh, you, you, here's a towel. Rub it on your chest. And Michael and I looked at each other like, it exists in cinema. <laughs> you know, yeah. You brought that up because I ended up making the damn it of the episode we talked about it on. Remember, I went and found the clip. Do you want to? I don't know if I've explained the damn it to Michael. You want to explain the damn it? Yeah. So you might you might be you might be the damn it for this episode. I I don't know what. Um. So uh, we do a thing at the end of every episode. That's it's basically like a Marvel post credit scene where 
the very first time Rico and I ever talked, we recorded it just to get an idea of what it sounded like. And so we talked for a while, whatever. We weren't really doing an episode or whatever. And then I thought I had stopped the recording, and I didn't. And I turned to Rico, and I went, oh, shit, it's still recording. And he just went, damn it! And But it was so clean and so crisp that when I heard it back, I isolated it. And now, on every episode we do, I find something related to what we talked about that would require someone to be like, damn it, at the end of whatever you're hearing. And I've tagged, I tagged that on the end of it. So on the episode where Rico tells the rub it on your chest story, I went and found the clip from Lethal Weapon 4. And when <laughs> Chris Rock says rub it on your chest, it cuts and goes, damn it. And that's it. <laughs> Yeah, it's the closest That's thing to our. <laughs> yeah, it's because and and I always kind of like to bring it up in the middle of episodes that pe- so people can actually listen because we're not fully aware that people actually are getting that final joke, which is so funny because it's really it it's it's really fucking funny as a joke. And we we did it for Batman Alone where I I voiced the Joker and as a damn it, but we had the girl who played Harley Quinn, uh, Rebecca. She did the damage. So we did like a little twist on it. So we, we've, yeah. we've got fun with it for the podcast. Rico is the Joker said something stupid and then she yelled damn it as Harley Quinn. And it was, it was, it was beautiful really. But yeah, her part was beautiful. Mine was stupid and unnecessary. Well, yeah, but that was through the whole thing anyway. So. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. This is, this is <clears throat> plot of skew. This is how we do this. Like, yeah, but I'm going to, I'm going to get it like, I'm going to get, total fucking like tag teamed here like i'm i'm kind of like anxious and excited and really kind of dreading what's gonna happen during this episode because we have stories to tell dude but uh i will never be part of tag teaming you ever in my lifetime if i'm part of tag teaming with you i want to die okay just got to put that out there yeah Logistics alone, you will probably die. <laughs> yes. That uh, Michael, tell that story. It's going back to Ron for a second. Tell the story of of uh, Ron wanting to watch Dexter with you in our room. Oh man, um, I'm not really the storyteller here, but I mean, you got to try and picture some context when it comes to Ron, as it is, especially. <laughs> Rico being with Ron his whole life and me growing up around the two of them. Like all Ron did was give Rico shit for watching TV, talk shit about everything he was doing. He didn't understand anything that we were into. And I was renting a room there, sharing a room with Rico. And then Rico had this big fight with Ron and he moved out. So he left me alone there with this fucking maniac. <laughs> and, you know, I had my, you know, my gaming rig set up with my desk and everything in the room and I was paying rent minding my own business and one day ron just strolls in when i had dexter playing and i just have this one computer chair in there he's fucking wasted and he just comes over sits in my chair and just starts watching dexter and he's like adamantly into it he's just like this is really good like what is this show and he's just like smoking like staring at it and i'm just sitting there in awe like who is this fucking person like this is the guy who kicked his own son out for watching shit like this and now he's just like so lowly he's hanging out in my room drunk watching this fucking thing it was such a surreal moment and he just eventually was so drunk he leaned back so far in the chair he just ate shit into the ground (laughs) the whole time i'm just sitting there like can i have my fucking computer back (laughs) what's going on oh man 
Well, I, all right. So uh, we we need to give a little bit of context here, uh, Rico. One of the things that we planned on doing today um, was actually at the request of our koala respondent. This this whole episode is genesis from an idea she wanted. She wanted us to, to tell tell old high school stories. Well, the thing is, is that Michael and I didn't go to high school. We never went to school together. Right. Well, and you you told me that after the fact, but still. after the fact, yeah. But I mean. So Michael I mean, and I, I had... hung out at Rico's high school. Yeah, because I was, was doing a the program where you only had to go in once a week and you did everything at home kind of shit, so I could work. Okay. So, okay. So then Rico was stuck at school, so I just go over there and fucking hit on all the chicks at his school while I waited for him to get out. That works out. That, that was that was actually one of the funniest things was when he first visited me at high school, because I was not by no means popular but i wasn't hated so then this tall fucking dude in like kind of gothy attire to a certain degree like one there were anybody at my high school was like who's that who he's new we don't know him because our high school was an alternative high school so it was like 70 students if that maybe 50 it was really it was just a fucking hallway so when they see someone that's out of place they're like oh my god who's that and then what's there because Michael, especially at that time, was a little bit more shy, but he he would use he would choose his words carefully. He really didn't. You know, I was the complete I still am the complete fucking opposite. So uh, this tall. Yes, now I choose your words for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why you edit. You guys uh, are so cute. I know, uh, but like, this, this, thank you. This, this tall, like, Mike Michael's really tall. So, yeah, you told me that, like six so, six or something, right? Yeah. So yeah. this re and he was very tall even back then. Like when we first met, he was five eleven, and we were like eleven or twelve. So, but for for every for all the girls that I had crushes on, they were like, "Who's that guy?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's my best friend, Michael." And I'm just like, you know him? And all of a sudden, the oh. attention was on me. The attention was on me briefly, and then they were like, then they completely <laughs> ignored me and just flocked to him. And he was just like, uh, I'm not okay with all this attention. I'm just here to hang with my buddy. Fuck do you guys want? <laughs> I, I, I actually had something similar happening when I was in high school. So my, my best friend, Johnny, uh, at the time, he and I... Uh, Johnny's, and and you'll appreciate this, Rico. He's like a hundred percent Italian, or he's like ninety percent. He's like very Italian, but he's got that like super so dark. He's short. No, he's like six foot six one. So he's got that uh, going for him. But uh -huh. but he's got that super dark skin. Like he 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 really looks black in the summertime because he just tans so much. Like he gets dark. Um, right. and then he's got jet black hair, but he's got bright blue fucking eyes so like all the girls just like loved him right mm -hmm. so we'd be out somewhere and girls would come to me as a conduit to get to him they mm -hmm. would come up and start talking to me like i had on my 16th birthday we were out one night hanging out celebrating and we're out i think I think we we're at the mall because like we were in the 90s so we we were mall rats you know like that's just what mm -hmm. we were and we're there and we're hanging out and this really cute girl comes up to me, starts talking to me. We're talking for like 20 minutes. And then I, by getting to the end of it, she goes, so I got a question for you. I'm like, yeah, what's up? She goes, do you think your friend would be interested if 
in getting my number. <laughs> that's cold. That's oh. really fucking cold. Yeah, because that you're, shit. You're, think, you're flirting back and you're thinking like, oh, you got a question? All right, I might have an answer for you. This right. is my like, big moment. Yeah. Right. And no, and so, but me being the good friend that I was, or I guess still am, but, you know, I said, hold on a minute. And I walked over to Johnny and I was like, you see her? And he goes, yeah, I said, she wants your number. And then they ended up dating for like three months. So, ah, well, you're the ultimate wingman. You just didn't know it. No, I, I, I was very much aware of it. I just, you know. Well, you weren't aware of it for that first 20 minutes. What in that instance, no, but it happened yeah. all the fucking time. Yeah. Ah. There was an, I, I don't mean to take up all the time here, but there was another one. There was a girl that went to his school that got expelled from his school for fighting. Mm-hmm. And by sheer coincidence, she ended up at my high school. So Johnny finds out about this and he's like, dude, I was making headway with this girl, but then she got expelled. Can you, can you like see if she's still interested in talking to me or whatever? And I'm like, where am I going to find this? Like, I didn't go to it. Like, I know some public schools literally have like thousands of people. Like we only had probably about 12 to 1600 people total in my school, but that's still a lot of people. You know what I mean? I literally just told you I had like 50 fucking students in my high school. So. Well, but okay, maybe yours, but I'm saying at least around here, there, there are grades that I know. There are classes like that have graduated with like 1,200 people in just that class. But I'm like, so how am I going to find this girl? In, in I mean, I know she's a year younger than us, but that's all I knew. You know what I mean? And I knew, I knew, her, I knew her first name. That was it. So you I'm like, know her last name? No, no. Um, this is pre-internet. Oh, this is way pretty internet. Well, it's like the the birth dial of internet. Up it's internet, like it's yeah. like ninety seven, ninety eight. So like it's yeah, it's dial up. It's getting started. Um, so just for quick background for Michael's sake, I don't know if he knows, but I have a disability. So I I, ha- I walk with a limp. I tend to trip and stuff, and it's just part of life. And it, I'm not looking and, for. And you're also a podcaster. And I'm a podcaster. Yeah. Um, right. but I'm not. I'm not just a clarify i'm not looking for like empathy but just wanted to know situation so i'm walking between classes one day and i end up falling down the stairs as mm-hmm. i'm walking to class i fell down about half the stairs and as i'm getting to the bottom by no fault of my own just the the way it fell i end up grabbing the girl's ass in front of me as i fell just like the way i landed right as you do sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> And it turns out it was her. So you, so your hands were just ass magnets. You just happened to finally pinpoint her. And yeah, and and is that why you fell? Because your hands were the no. magnets. So you just ate like ah, ah! Yeah, yeah, no, um, no. But it it was crazy, dude. It, it you know, and then and then much like the other one, they ended up dating briefly, but still. <laughs> Cupid. Yeah, cute. Uh, Cupid with a limp. <laughs> Stupid Cupid, <laughs> something like that. So, um, I don't know where to go from here, Rico. I hope you got an idea because I'm. I, yeah, uh, I mean, look, Michael and I, we, we did. I mean, we we do talk off camera, <laughs> so we. Um, no. Yeah, not often, not as often as we used to. We, we should do that more, but. Well, weren't you guys we, doing like a Tuesday hangout thing for a while? Yeah, yeah in public, like a fucking bowling alley. That what, sort of... what, you can't have a conversation in a bowling alley? Is that like illegal in California? Or am I missing something? 
No, because no, of everything is still closed out here. Well, I yes, now I meant pre-COVID. I meant so. We were doing it pre-COVID. We we did it like the week before. Everyone's like, get the fucking side. Yeah, I remember <laughs> the last time we went there it was like it was super scarce. It was like the one time we went on the Tuesday, which was discounted bowling, where it was like. We didn't have to wait for a lane because people were starting to get paranoid about it. It was literally a week before it happened. Yeah. And then and then I started to think, you know, that every time we go here, I always feel really kind of dirty. Like, we're just touching other people's germs and shit. So, like, I went and took a fucking long-ass shower and scrubbed my ass really clean, like, as soon as I got home. And the rest of my body. Why, you know, you're shaking your head because I scrubbed my ass, but I'm not meaning my literal no, ass. I'm I mean, I did shaking my head at your paranoia, not your what body part you were scrubbing. Uh- I know you can't see me, but I'm shaking my head at the fact Rico's claiming to scrub his ass, because that's I, never happened. I've scrubbed my ass. <laughs> you would know better than I would, buddy. Yeah. There's a reason we came up with the term dingleberries. Okay. <laughs> you didn't come up with the term dingleberry. You just coined it. For I me. mean, we as a human society. Oh, okay. Because of the Ricos in the world. The Ricos in the world. <laughs> Every time you show me a goat video with like got dingleberries, I was like, huh, that's not that funny. <laughs> you're you're regretting this instantly, aren't you, Rico? No, not at all. No, not, okay. Not, not not yet. Not yet. <laughs> all right, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, I told Michael ahead of time, like there are certain stories you cannot tell. So if he if he tells those stories, I'm like, nope, that's a coming out. Well, Michael, as the, as the per, the primary host of this show, I say you can tell whatever story you want. So fuck that. I mean, we can always tell the stories just for CJ's sake and then uh, cut them out, you know? No, we no, don't do that anymore. get to cut them out. <laughs> no, and, and, and we don't cut things out of episodes anymore. They don't, that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> All right, well, let's do this shit then. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Now, now, now. Now. Uh, well, yeah, Michael, you, you said that, like, I'm the fucking storyteller, but, like, you you've been with me on a bunch of these fucking memories that we're going to share today. So if I'm just talking the whole fucking time, then what's the point of you being here? No, I mean, I'm happy to interject. It's just that, I mean, a lot of the stories that you've chosen for this, you have told so many times that you've kind of perfected it. And it's like, if I tell it, it's like, Oh, it's, it's a five out of 10. It kind of caught my attention. But if you tell it, you just, you like, that's one of your skills, Ringo. You can make, the dumbest shit sound fucking epic. <laughs> so if we have some epic shit, like you really got something to work with there. So it's- Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round the clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round the clock protection. So it's like four goals and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Like, I guess, for example, like us almost getting shot, like that that story is yours. Like you own that story. You tell uh, that story for everybody. I'm not going to tell that story because I'll fuck it up. Yeah, I'll, I'll I will comment on that story. I will throw some shit in there that you're not mentioning. But right. overall, that needs to be you. All right. Well, that I mean, that that maybe that's a good way to deviate. Like, that's a good way to fucking go, because I have mentioned once or twice, but never gone into detail about the time that Michael and I almost got shot by a bunch of cops. 
it's kind yeah. of aptly appropriate to tell that story, kind of considering what's going on right now. True. It's in no it's in no way a funny story. Like there oh, it's were, kind of, there's some funny parts of there, that story. There, there is a funny story, but it's there's you know, we've got some other funny shit to make up for it, but let's start depressing and work our way up. Um That's a so typical my, pot of skew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Michael was living uh Sausalito, which was sort of like an upper class area in the bay area i don't really Almost know like a retirement community yeah but it was also upper it was upper class retirement community i mean it was right. it was hoity-toity it was um and he lived in a uh, apartment complex that had like four or five buildings tightly grouped together within like a circle okay. and in the back of it was a trail that led up to a hill with a fucking forest and Michael and I were shooting each other in his apartment with the uh, yellow and green plastic BB guns. Oh, you know, the ones that, yeah, yeah. The yeah, ones yeah. that don't really hurt. It won't, it'll, you know, it, ow, why the fuck you do that kind of thing? It wasn't like you, you're bleeding unless you yeah. are shooting. It's airsoft. Your, it's, yeah. it's not pellet guns. It's airsoft. Yeah, yeah. And up close, you could tell that they're not real. But from a fair distance, they probably looked a little fucking real. I think One you of the, told me. I think you told me this off offline once this I sounds did. familiar i also i also told a story when i was getting on a fucking debate with someone on facebook about like you know he, remember yeah, that, recently we were that doing might, that yeah. that actually might be where i remembered from now that you say that yeah anyway go ahead buddy i'm sorry but uh that's fine um i had one that was like brown it had an orange tip at the end no, you um, had a black, a little tiny black one with the orange tip and i had the see-through desert eagle Right, that's what I was alluding, and yours yeah, was I, because it was a Desert Eagle. It was bigger, yeah, and it, but it was clear plastic. But from <laughs> the sun reflecting off of it, it might as well have been metal. That's the point. Is no, that the like point? Is, okay, I'm not to ruin the story, but the cops weren't called on me. No, they weren't. <laughs> they weren't. Uh, so his mom gets pissy at us and says, "Get the fuck out! Stop shooting in my apartment! Get out of here!" And we, and that wasn't to say, you know go out and do dangerous shit. His mom and my mom had both raised us with do not wave fucking airsoft guns around. Don't wave any toy gun real or not, you know, around and people get shot all the time. Kids get shot all the time. So I wasn't even allowed to have a gun as a kid, like a toy gun as a kid for that reason. That's my point is, you know, yeah. (laughs) So we, uh, well, I just to clarify quickly if it was clearly like a laser style gun, then I was allowed to have it. But if it looked any kind of real, I wasn't allowed to have it. It's just a, right. If, yeah. if you had fucking like a Han Solo blaster, then that's one thing. But right. these, these from a fair distance, they could, you know, the, I get why the cops were called. I don't want to say, I don't know why they were where they were called. I get it, but you know, it doesn't really fucking matter in the circumstances. So we go to the woods and we hid the guns in, we were both wearing bright t-shirts. Like I was wearing a orange one or a green one and he was wearing the vice versa. We were both, I know those I was were wearing an orange long sleeve shirt. That's what it was. And I had green, but you also had another shirt underneath, right? Mm-hmm. So we hid them in our shirts, kind of like fucking like, like a quote unquote thug, like just kind of like hiding them in our fucking waistband. And we go up to the trail, we go up to the woods and everything. And we're kind of in 
an opening where we could see each other, but we're not deep in the woods. And we're just shooting each other and dodging and hitting trees and just o- overall having target practice and having fun. You know, we're we're 13 years old. And we do this for about 20, 30 minutes. Michael's hiding behind a tree in the woods, and I'm out in the in the opening. Now, at the time, I had a fucking... I had a buzz cut, like I do now, but that was sort of me getting into it, kind of like... I think I was getting aware of my, I was losing my hair and I wanted well, to kind of just see if I could rock that look. When you start balding before puberty, you kind of need to do that. You know, I hit puberty at 11. So, or no, at 10. So my statement stands. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and I was also in considerably better shape. Um, so I took off the green shirt I was wearing, but I had a wife beater, uh, it may have been like a tie-dye tank top, but I was wearing a fucking tank top. And this woman walking Potescu her fucking... does not condone the beating of wives. Just want to put that out oh, there. Oh, fuck off. You, it was hey, a fucking I've tank said top. less that you have done that for, so I want to just... Thank you. Move on. Anyways, but to be fair, I looked kind of like a fucking skinhead. That's what's really fucked up. But I didn't know it. I didn't really... And because I also had facial hair. I had a fucking... Yes, because there are so many hippie skinheads in the world no there's the there's the fucking shaved head and goatee look and i kind of had that yes with the tie-dyed tank top i don't know if it was tie-dyed i know it was a tank top i don't i i mean because i had a sidetrack there yeah that's what we do (laughs) it's irrelevant (laughs) no it's what we do so i'm a woman walking her dogs and she had at least one standard size poodle but she had like i think a bunch of smaller miniature poodles as well sees me with holding a like sees a skinhead holding a fucking gun and freaks out and lets go of the leash of the standard poodle and the poodle fucking chases after me and even though i knew don't run from a fucking dog it'll just want to make you you'll just want to make it chase you even more i didn't give a shit because i had a fucking poodle chasing me so i kept running (laughs) and this goes and and Poodles are fucking vicious, man. They're they're known for I've heard having, that. They're so fucking awful as a fucking dog. I fucking hate them, especially because they're whatever. I'm not kidding. I'm not talking about poodles. Uh, but I'm being chased for and I, I run for about ten to fifteen seconds and I stop and turn around. The dog is gone. The woman's gone. So I'm like, that was fucking weird as shit. She never like talked to us we didn't say anything to her it was just boom dog chase run boom they're gone okay what the what the fuck so i go back to michael and we kind of shoot each other a little bit more and we decide kind of not even telling each other we should we go a little further into the woods and we look we finally reach the other side of the hill through the woods and we could see a highway down yonder down the fucking hill and we see just a lone squad car just parked there and i made the joke huh maybe they're looking for us michael said maybe they are looking for us we should get the fuck out of here so we start walking back as we as we get to the other side of the hill where the trail is there was a an older dude on his balcony in his apartment building and the apartment building was so close that if we had theoretically ran and jumped we would have gotten on his balcony that's how close he was to us and he calls us over he says hey you kids there's a bunch of cops looking for you and we were like what why 
And she and he says, some lady walking her dog said she saw a 45-year-old man with a gun. Now, my first instinct was to turn to Michael and I said, dude, she thinks you're 45. Because Michael's so tall, right. I associate <laughs> height with fucking age. You know, the taller you are, the you must be an adult, right? Not this fucking five foot two fucking, you know, little Dago. And Michael's like, I was behind the tree. She didn't see me, dude. She thinks you're 45. And that was the rude awakening. It was like, oh, my God. And then later we laughed about like, oh, I guess I can get a cigarettes and beer now, huh? So we talked to this guy. And it turns out he was actually a retired cop. And he had caught, I guess he was listening to the fucking scanner. Yeah, he was listening to the radio or something. So he called him in and told him. The situation. Yeah. That's why they were so calm with us. Yeah, they were calm, sure. They could have uh, shot us dead if that guy didn't fucking call that shit in. Absolutely, but they still were not super fucking calm. They, they didn't no. make... They did not make us feel fucking safe. Uh, which, so yeah, he, he calls them and says, uh, hey, it's just a couple kids with toy guns. Don't shoot on sight. And so we were, we didn't know what to do. So he said, look, you, they're going to have to come here and take your statement. That's just, that's just what they have to do. They're all, and we, we'd asked them like, how many are coming after us? And Michael, you're going to have to help me on, on that. It was some outrageous, like There's fucking six units. So 12 cops. That's a lot of cops. That's a lot of cops. But well, it's I, Sausalito is one of those rich fucking old white neighborhoods where it has nothing to do. So they hear some gun action. They're like, okay, boys, here's our chance. Yeah, it, was like, it was like it was full of fucking Karens. That's what the type of neighborhood was. Oh, you know? yeah. here we go. Yeah. Well, it's it's also important to mention the fact that this is two years after 9-11. So everyone is getting really kind of paranoid and trigger happy yeah. and kind of overly patriotic of like this is my country i don't care who we are blah, blah, blah. so we sit we wrap up the fucking guns in his uh shirt set it down like 10 15 feet away we're just sitting there waiting talking to this guy and then we hear put your hands on your head and we look up and there's about four cops three or four cops oh uh, it was four cops yeah there was three of them with assault rifles and one of them with a shotgun. And all of their handguns were unclipped. They were they were in their holsters, but they were yeah. unclipped ready. And in full on fucking armor, dude. Like it was they were getting ready to fucking invade like, you know, Normandy or some shit. Like these guys <laughs> <Normandy>. were <laughs> These fuckers weren't ready. Like <laughs> some Call of Duty shit right there. They, they were ready to invade fucking Poland. That's what it was. Like, these guys were there. And so we all of a sudden, we, we do what they tell us. We put our hands on our fucking heads. And Michael got, if possible, more quiet. And I was hyperverbal even more than usual because I was panicking. I was fucking, I didn't realize it until years later, but that was probably my first anxiety attack. And... I was talking to the cops and just saying, they're not real. They're not real. They're, they're, they're not real. And I kept thinking to myself, I'm on America's most wanted. I'm going to die. Like I just felt like I was going to get shot. Didn't matter if they knew it was a real gun or not. I was going to get shot. They were going to find something and find some reason to shoot me and my friend. 
And they take our statements. We give them our names. We give them all that shit. So somewhere there's a fucking, allegedly, there may be a file of us circa 2004. Um, and so we, they look at the guns and they admonish us and they say, these look pretty real. We're like, oh, don't blame us. Like, blame the motherfucker who made it. Like, don't, right. Don't, don't blame the kid for playing with the toy. Don't, you know. Who approved to make this fucking thing look real? It's not our fault. And so he they they give the guns back to us, which legally I guess they're supposed to do, but like as an adult, I can't imagine why they would just on a moral kind of you know person uh, point of view. Like they throw the fucking things in the canyon. Like fuck our feelings of all right, those were ours. Like you know you don't give Leatherface back the fucking chainsaw. Like this is the problem. This is what caused this problem and this whole fucking, you know, misunderstanding in the first place. So they give us the guns back and they say, all right, go home, get out of here. You should never, you never play with these outside. You should play with them inside. Like, fuck, what are we supposed to do? So we sort of gingerly stand up. Our both, both of our legs were fucking rubber at that. Well, mine definitely. And I, I'm sure Michael's was too. Yeah. And we, <laughs> I got a little ballsy because that of was sort of course. my thing. That was sort of my thing to to be that kid to ask the questions you really shouldn't ask the adults. So, but I was genuinely curious, and I asked this cop, and I said, you know, if we didn't know that you were looking for us, and you saw us, what would you have done? And he said, without missing a beat, he looked me in the eye and he said, I want to, sh- I would have shot you straight in the head. Okay, so. I got my fucking answer. Like, I didn't know what to say. They were like, all right. And then we just waddled kind of back to the apartment and sat in his room. And I mean, I'm in no way trying to minimize any war, but like we sat in the dark and stared at each other kind of like it was our fucking Vietnam. Like we were, we were shell shocked for. for Yeah. We didn't know what to say until we both kind of came to the terms like, dude, we almost fucking died today. Like, this is serious. We almost died. This could have been, I mean, and we would have just been another fucking story for, you know, a a sad mother and a sad father to be like, don't fucking wave these fucking things around. So, and the, the, the real, the real scary thing was having to tell our mothers and fathers about this shit. Uh, that because we knew that we had fucked up. It wasn't necessarily our fault, but right. like Nancy, especially was like, I fucking told you, <laughs> but that Ron, on the other hand was like, you need to write this down. What they did was anti-American and it's, it's fucking Nazi bullshit. You need to write this down. You know, turn it into a school for extra credit. I'm like, I don't need an A. I need to not die. You know, neither of those responses surprised me from what I know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, here's the here's the only question I have and it it comes right at the very end of your story there bud where you talk about when you asked the cop what he would have done right Yeah. I'm not (laughs) doubting that that's the response you got but Mm -hmm. my immediate thought was because how old were you guys approximately 13 13 yeah 13 okay so my my immediate thought is, is that really what he would have done? Or was that his response to, like, scare the crap out of you so you never yeah, did it Yeah, is that the scare you straight kind of response? Right, right. He actually would not have 
done it, but he said it so that you so that you'd have exactly the reaction you had of like sitting in the room going, "Oh shit, we almost died." Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming, captivating, a delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. And I've had people... It's not that far-fetched. I mean... Even if the story was true, you get the called cop or cops called on a 45 year old with a handgun and you sent 12 police officers armed in practically a SWAT team. Right. All with a fucking, you know, M4s and fucking auto shotguns and all this shit. Like, do you really need that much to to handle one guy? One skinhead? And like, yeah, if we hadn't run into the other dude like we were kind of working our way back but we might have still had our guns flaring around we could have both gotten shot dead like nothing no and i'm not i'm not trying to minimalize that in any way i was just wondering if what you guys thought about if if he was saying it to like you said michael so scare you straight or that's what he actually would have done i don't think he had the brain capacity for that i think this was (laughs) one of those small town cops that never sees any action. So he's just like, this is my big moment to shoot somebody in their face. <laughs> right. And I mean, look, I will say this, say for the sake of argument that he was trying to do the whole scare straight tactic. It, it worked, but not the way he fucking thinks. I right. have now had like a kind of fucking fear, fear of being yeah. near a cop. You know, that's not regardless of what's happening currently, I should be able to go to cops and have them not make me feel anxious whether i'm getting a ticket or whether i call them so i've had plenty of opportunities that i've been in to call police where i've needed them and i've not done it because i i get a gut reaction of like i could call them they could be here to protect me with my problem and they could still shoot me because of for some fucking reason that woman in the parking lot rings a bell for that circumstance Right. You know. Like when I got racially fucking profiled by a fucking Karen for being Mexican. I'm not fucking Mexican. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I could have called the cops and I and I definitely considered it. But at the same time, I was like, I don't need this fucking headache of right of anxiety. I mean, when I got pulled over, whatever it was, uh, six months, eight months ago, I had to, I didn't drive on the freeway. I drove the entire route back to my house on the streets and it took me like an hour because I was so anxious. So, I mean, did he quote unquote save me from getting shot in the future? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't been shot yet. So <laughs> no, maybe no, I didn't no, learn no, my no, fucking lesson. No yet. Thank you. You know, yeah. not but. yet. Not yet. I mean, I will say this, Michael and I never fucking went out except for the land. Like yeah. we never fucking did that shit again. But, I mean, we really also didn't 
do much apart from like because we used to roam in the woods all the time. We would fucking go there and fucking hang out. But like, and then he he eventually moved away from that neighborhood. But like, you know, we we really didn't. We kind of stayed inside and watched a lot of movies and played a lot of video games and drank a lot. Like that, you know, that sort of took over our our play. We still had a fascination with toy guns and pelicans and shit. We used to take the Nerf guns, and we were so stupid for doing this. But you know, it, it you know. Michael can confirm it. We took needles and we pushed them into the fucking darts. So instead of just suction cups, we're shooting each other. I mean, we were being careful. We weren't like, oh yeah, you were like, being careful. We were, we, we were being, <laughs> we were being careful in the sense that we weren't like just waving them blindly and firing at whatever. We were like, all right, I'm gonna shoot you at the arm. And we were being stupid, but we were being careful at being stupid. Careful and then being I, stupid. I, I shot. I shot it. Yeah. I mean, I shot him in the foot and I hit a fucking like artery shot me in the fucking thigh. Thigh. <laughs> yeah. There's not an artery in the foot. There is an artery in the thigh. Though. Yeah. No, I, I put a cigarette out under his foot. That's what it was. He, he hit me smack in the center of my, in the center of my <laughs> thigh. And it felt like I got electrocuted. I can it, imagine. It was, and then I pulled it out. and I'm just gushing. And we, we we were like we didn't want to go out and have his mom find out like why why we're grabbing rolls of toilet paper and paper towels and shit. So we just like took like it was fucking, like binder paper. It was binder paper. We're just trying to fucking stop the blood flow with fucking homework sheets of paper. I'm sorry, Mister Smith. I don't have your homework my homework today because I use it to stop my buddy from bleeding to death. <laughs> My dog ate my homework and then shat out. Here's all the blood. Yeah. Jesus um, Christ. Yeah. That's just a couple stories, but yeah, that's not even the half of it. Yeah. Well, uh, you, so so Michael, you because Rico's done all the talking so far, and um, as he does, um, as he does. But you 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 told briefly about what it was like when your mom said you were going to meet him. So I want to know what it was like when you actually got there. <laughs> Oh man, it's <laughs> it quite interesting. I think, I think the first time I met him, I went to his mom's house because he only came to my mom's house a couple times when we were living in El Cerrito, in that spot in El Cerrito. It was more like Albany, but you mean Sausalito? No, when I first oh, met oh, you, my mom place, was living yeah. behind the Hotsi Totsi, mm-hmm. the fucking meth bar. I remember. Oh, so yeah, I got that impression. I think the one selling point was like. I got, oh, he's into records and action figures, but he has a PlayStation. I'm like, all right, well, there's some hope. We can play some video games. <laughs> you never told me that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was what it was. It was because, oh, we can play PlayStation. Well, I'm like, I don't know anything about records or action figures, but I could fucking whoop this guy's ass with some PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, we went, I think he had a PlayStation 1, and we played, like, fucking Army Men and shit like that. But I just remember meeting oh. this fucking guy. I'm like, all right, this kid's supposed to be my age, right? Not only does he look like he's 40, but he's got, like, pubes and a beard. I'm just like, what the fuck, like, is wrong with this guy? Like, he just look, he literally just looks like a kid that someone glued fucking hair onto. Like, <laughs> it was the freakiest fucking situation. Do I want to know how you knew he had pubes on the first day? Because he's Rico. He's walking around his fucking boxers with his shit billowing out of the fucking waistband. <laughs> okay, let's see. Okay, well, see, I, I fortunately have not had that experience, so I will oh, trust you're, you. On you're, that. you're in for a good one. I can't wait for you guys to ah! be the first. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, it was. I don't think I had a giant bushel that you're fucking referring to, but I definitely had. All right. Well, I, I was proud memory, of them. That that's a, a memory for me. That's that's something that's scarred into my brain. It's still <laughs> I think I would know better than you. That's still a memory. <laughs> like, this is a point in my life. Like, oh, I think I see one hair sprouting. And Rico's over there just fucking engulfed in hair. <laughs> <laughs> It had. I, I didn't have any hair on my chest though. I remember that. I, Thank I, God. Yeah, that, that fucking that changed pretty quickly. Well, because it migrated from your head. <laughs> yeah, it just. I, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, Rico used to have some flowing hair. It was. I did. Actually, uh, I, all kidding aside, I think you had hair in that movie, didn't you? The the space, not the. No. And I'm not talking about the wig. I'm talking about the actual. Didn't you? No. No. Okay. No. Oh have, no. I'm thinking of that picture you showed me at the wedding. You're at that wedding and you had hair in that picture. It was you and Ron and you're all wearing, and I, I think your brothers um, and you're all wearing Hawaiian shirts or whatever. Not right. Not really. I, I well, had hair, but not more than you it, do now. No, 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 no. It, I mean, if I grow my hair out, it'll look like that. It okay. won't look great. It'll just, it just looks patchy. It just looks what it looks like someone trying to describe hair on my head <laughs> like it looks like the vague representation of hair when i grow my hair out uh yeah so like that the wor- hair in a can thing if you sort yeah. of yeah it's yeah. like crayola uh the, the worst thing is when i shave my beard and my mustache oh god and, oh, and god. then and then let my hair grow out i look like fucking gargamel okay i could see that yeah which or I look like like a I look like Day DeVito like just it's just not pretty it's just not pretty like the shaved head and the beard is is the best I'm gonna look honestly yeah I remember but, what two weeks Michael, Michael's right what's that what? lost you guys for a second there my bad that's all good we're just talking about my hair um right. I'm gonna get a juicy picture to CJ right now oh hey. shit look at that stuff <laughs> <laughs> and what's really fucking funny is that. It almost looks like I'm of normal height standing next to Michael, but yeah. I'm standing on I'm standing on like a parking bench or something. <laughs> He's definitely standing on something because you're a foot shorter than that. Yeah, I was. <laughs> but and here's the crazy thing, CJ. If you zoom in on that photo, you'll see I'm wearing a rugby shirt. Yeah, that's a photo of Joel, my brother, playing Cal rugby, slamming okay. into another guy. Okay, I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got Joel on my chest. Rub it on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> where where is that though? I'm is that up by the land? Uh, it's, yeah, it's the on way. the way up there. It's on the off of I guess was Highway One along the California coast. Yeah, it's looking at the uh, the Pacific Ocean. Is no, look, Rico. You know, I know, I know a little bit about the state because I've been there a few times, and I've also always wanted to live there. <laughs> so, is one the PCH or is that a different road? Is what? Is one also the PCH or is that two different roads? I don't I don't know. I'm pretty How sure you... Highway One's just the the one that hugs the coast. Oh, the coast. So all the, the way Pacific. Up. Do you not know what the PCH is? What is it? The Pacific Isn't that Coast the public, Highway. Public uh, clearinghouse. No, the Pacific Coast <laughs> Highway. Okay, well then probably is the same one. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what PCH stands for. Um, you live there, and I know what the PCH. Well, all right. I mean, it's sort of near the town of Bodega, which is sort of like Bodega Bay area, and Bodega yeah, Bay is sort of mildly famous because Hitchcock put a lot of his fucking movies in Bodega, like Psycho is in Bodega Bay. 
gotcha. or Vertigo or the Birds or something like that. So, uh, you know, CJ, this is this is your chance to find out all the dirty shit. Yeah, at the so. same time, though, like here, here's the thing that's kind of working against me, right? Is you've been a pretty open book both on yeah. and off the air. So, like, yeah. there's very little that you haven't shared with me. You know what I mean? And so I, I don't know what else to ask. I mean, Michael, if you got something you want to share, it's something you think that he's not going to see coming, please, I'd love to hear it. Oh, no, no, uh, no. That's not what I meant. I meant... <laughs> oh, I, I, that's what I meant, though. All right. Let's see how... Let's see where this conversation is. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I have not brainstormed for this. These, what, these kinds of stories, uh, they come up pretty randomly. You know, it's like Rico likes to spark ideas in my brain when I hear how he is embellishing his stories and I need to kind of shut him down a little bit. Ah. Well, I... I I'll could, exaggerate, I, but I'll never lie about a story. That's the thing. I could tell the one when I was in high school where I um, I sat on the, the, the roof of my buddy's Toyota Tercel trying to sell people a soup spoon as we're going down the, high, going down the road at like 30, 40 miles an hour. Trying to sell them what? A soup spoon. Soup spoon. Why? I think in it, America we call it a ladle. No, 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 no. I'm talking about, no, no, I'm not talking about when you serve the soup with. I'm talking about like the, the, cause you know, when you go to the table and there's like a bigger spoon and a smaller spoon. So it's a, ta- I guess it's technically a tablespoon, but I always call them soup spoons. Why are you trying to sell a fucking spoon? Cause it was what was in his car. I, it was just randomly in his glove box. So I just ripped, whipped it out and started like, we'd see people like at red lights and I'd be like, you know, you need to buy this. This is the best thing in the world. This is the best spoon you're ever going to get your hands on. And, <laughs> You know, hey, you lonely? You want a spoon? <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't going that way, but like, yeah. Oh man, I did this for miles, and then I um, we yeah, almost we got a couple. We know, we know a couple junkies who probably would have taken that spoon. Yeah, probably. Well, I see. At the time, I didn't know that kind of shit. I guess I lived a little sheltered from that kind of stuff. But yeah, I hear you. Um, <laughs> there was another time where same guy, same car. We almost got thrown off the property of a, a neighboring high school because our friend went there and we went to pick him up to go get free Metallica tickets. And I'm <laughs> literally hanging and sitting on the windowsill or the window, like the, the door with my feet on the seat, screaming for him to like get in the car. Cause we literally had like three minutes to go get in line before they were going to be gone. And it was like <laughs> 10 minutes away. So my buddy, my buddy Ben, who is easily six foot, two hundred and seventy five pounds, driving this little four shift, you know, four gear Toyota Tercel, and we're flying down the road at like the the governor speed of like eighty nine miles an hour, trying to get to these Metallica tickets, and I'm like screaming at cars to get the fuck out of the way, and we ultimately got them, but it was it was crazy. It was so it was worth it. Oh yeah, totally, totally. And then the concert itself was because so so Metallica had a free concert at the parking lot of what's now known as the First Union or the the Wells Fargo Center, where the Flyers and the Sixers play the hockey and basketball teams. And they they did this concert in that parking lot, and I had had a plan because because it was a parking lot, there was no seating, so it was just like first come first serve to get up near the stage the, the earlier you got there. So I wanted to get there at like 6 a.m. and they weren't opening the gates till like 2 in the afternoon. And all my friends were on board except Ben wanted to do it too, but he also worked a night job. 
So he literally came off his shift and was going to come pick me up or pick us up and we were going to go over. And he fell asleep. And so he didn't get over to to our house till like 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And so when we get there, the line is down the block, around the corner, down that block, and around the next corner. And I yes. am, yeah, and I am steaming mad, right? So we're get, we're walking past the front of the line to go, you know, three blocks away, basically, to, to get in line. And these two girls know one of the guys that we're with. And yell out his name. They're like, yo. And so we start talking with them. And they're like, why don't you just jump in line with us? So we ended up being like five feet from the opening gate. when. Oh, that's lucky. Yeah. Um, and then they end up having to open the gates three hours early because we broke the gate down. <laughs> so they, you know, since we like tore half of it off the hinge, they were like, all right, just open it up and let them in. So they let us in and whatever. And so people are just standing around waiting for Metallica and they're blasting the local rock station over the PA system. So we're all just hanging out. It's basically a concert without the concert at that point. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there. And this is the first concert I ever attended, ever. Mm-hmm. I'd never been one previously. My mom with my disability was like, you can't go because you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You get no toy. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with Geico, we hired a nature show host. In a native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got Geico, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. Geico will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. Geico. Great service, without all the drama. You coming to bed, hon? Yep. Honey, I'll be right there. Just gotta turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Toy guns and you get no concerts. Well, I mean, the concert thing I kind of got, the toy gun, you know, the toy gun thing, like, I never really bothered me, so I didn't really care, but, um... Yeah, you could have just gotten a real gun in Jersey, right? Like, no, it's not Texas; it's Jersey. You, you, they're not hiding behind toilets in Italian restaurants. Yeah, no, no, that's that's New York. No, that was set in Jersey. I think what that, that portion I think was in Jersey. No, I yeah. think it's I think it's New I York. Th- I think when they had that meeting in the Italian restaurant, I think Louis Italian whatever the fuck I think was in Jersey. All right, well, we'll we'll get into that later, but. All right. Anyway, we'll have Henry fucking correct us. Yeah, Henry, Henry, or or uh, or Jim. Either way, but mm-hmm. so we're at the concert, and Michael, I I know you've been to a bunch of shows, so you probably notice even more than Rico does. I know he's been to shows with you, but even more than Rico, you probably notice where you the know only girls... shows he's been to were with me. Right. Well, I, I I'm aware <laughs> right. of this, but I'm saying at least I know he's been to a few. But he. So, you know, girls will get up and they'll, they'll flash their tits for the crowd, right? And this one girl gets up on 
on this. Well, even before that happens, food starts flying all over the place because it was like three days after Halloween. So like, there's like midget must three musketeer bars and Milky Ways just flying through the air. And like, my one buddy had a bunch of Skittles with him, like the fun size Skittles, and he was ripping them off, ripping the corners off like a grenade and throwing them. So it just literally be like a <laughs> rainbow of Skittles, you know, flying over. Taste the, the rainbow, motherfuckers. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> He almost got us thrown out because he hit the head security guard like twice in the chest. Oh, um, like he he had that much of an arm. He's a strong arm. But anyway, so all this is going on, and there's all kinds of like I I had I got hit with pudding because it was pudding cups flying through the air and shit. Like it was crazy. So we're this one girl gets up and she goes, you want to see these? You want to see these? And you know, it's primarily dudes. So we're all like, yeah. And she goes, well, fuck you. And she flips everybody off and gets off her, her friend's shoulders. <laughs> and we're like, we're like, fuck you. You know, blah, 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 blah. So like 20 minutes later, she does it again. She gets up on the dude's shoulders. Like, you want to see these? You want to see these? And we're all like, yeah. And she's like, fuck you. And she gets down. And so she gets booed and whatever. About 15 minutes, maybe less later, she does it one more time. She gets up on this dude's shoulder, and as she's saying, do you want to see these, a half a hoagie comes out of nowhere and just crams <laughs> her in the back of the head. <laughs> so, Do you want to see? <laughs> yeah, basically, that's, that's kind of what I was like, get me down, get me down. Um, so then Metallica comes out, and I, again, I'd never been to a show before, so... The PA announcer might have said the worst thing he could have said to a general admission concert. He comes over to PA and says, Metallica is about to come on. Please do not rush the stage. Oh, fuck. Right. Which immediately means they rush, rush the everybody stage. rushed <laughs> the stage. Yeah. So, um, Look, Enrico, you you know me even better, but with my disability, like I can hold my own. But if I get into a mosh pit, I'm I'm dead. You're yeah, you're trampled all over. You're, um, you're I'm done. Now I've heard you plenty... turn in. That's when you turn into pudding. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I've heard plenty of stories about you know when people fall in. Depending on what kind of show you're at, if people fall in the pit, they will even the people in the pit will like avoid trying to hurt you and help you get out. You know, what I mean, if right. you're at the right kind of show, but. I didn't want to find out about that. So a pit, you know, the show starts and a pit breaks out right next to me. And my buddies start playing football with my body, literally picking me up, holding me in their arms and running in the opposite direction from pits, trying to keep me from dying. (laughs) Cause at the time I'm 17, but I'm like five, four, 90 pounds. So like, you know, but yeah, it, it was it was it was a fun experience. That is a day I'll never fucking forget. I my concert that uh, was also my senior cut day, by the way. So. Your senior cut day? Yeah, as yeah, a day they all ditched school. Oh, senior D- cut. Day. You Got usually it. do it however many days before the last day of school of whatever year you're in. So, like, I graduated in '98, so 98 days before. The final day of school was your senior cut day. I don't know what they did when they went to 2000. Like, I don't know if you did 100 or if you... I don't know how that worked, but, you know. I don't know. But anyway. I don't know. I just left. So, like, I just fucking dropped out. Well, yes, I'm aware of that, but... My cut day became a cut life. Well, yeah, but you at least took care of that shit, so... Uh, Yeah, my first concert experience was obviously with Michael, but we saw 
Marilyn Manson of Mice and Men, and then uh, Corn, right? Or no, we saw we, did we see no, Corn? Slipknot. It was Slipknot. That's oh, right. Slipknot, such a good show. Because we saw Dude. Slipknot and Corn <laughs> another time. Wait, what did you say, Michael? I mean, yeah, Slipknot is an amazing show. Like, I used to listen to Slipknot, like, off and on when I was younger. And I was like, yeah, like, they're okay. But once I saw Corey Taylor live, like, dude, that guy runs a crowd like no one other, dude. That guy is a fucking beast. I agree. I've seen him and fucking uh, Stone Sour. Like, I've seen Stone Sour, I think, three times and Slipknot, like, seven times. Okay. I, I haven't. I, I've Actually, seen... right now, I'm supposed to be in Nashville fucking seeing Slipknot. But oh, I heard about that show. Yeah, I had yeah. tickets, plane tickets. I had Airbnb. I had everything set up for that shit. That sucks. All got fucked over. That sucks. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that, buddy. For real. But like, that's, that sucks. Like, Corey Taylor, like, he literally is just like, okay, you guys know what time it is. And the, like, 20,000 people all just sit on the ground. They're like, okay, we know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. When they, they just, do. When um, I tell you to get up, get the fuck up. Yeah. When they <laughs> do. Sp- when they do spit it out. Yeah. 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 The the zero bullshit, I believe, is what he calls it. So, yeah. um, I actually, I, I got a really cool Corey Taylor story I can tell. But if you if you want to go on with what you were saying, I'll shut up. So, oh, by all means, tell it. That's one of my favorite fucking vocalists of all time. So I used to work for Fye. Do you know that store? No. Okay, so it's it's a it's a at the time it was a CD store. It's a CD movie store. It was it's like a, like a like a Sam Goody or a Virgin Virgin Records, um, so like, like an East Coast like, thing, like an Amoeba. I don't know. I, I I'm pretty sure we were nationwide, but I don't know how many locations we had. So regardless, or, or like a like a Tower. You guys had Tower Records, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, we have okay. Tower Records. Somewhere yeah, so it's just just like a Tower, same same concept, um, and. The only thing between Fye and Towers, I think Fy Tower ha- had all their own like indiv- uh, individual like standalone stores. Fye was typically in malls, but we would sponsor concerts. We would have like we have a lot of concert presence, so a- they would get um, employees to work the concerts. But you would get a lot of cool benefits in addition to just you know obviously getting paid. You tended to get to meet the artists. So I met a lot of artists. Now I didn't get to meet Corey in the true sense of like hang out and have a conversation and bullshit with him. But I was there at the signing table and each artist, um, meaning like the band would have different rules for signing. Some would shake hands, some would just sign, some would sign and shake hands, some would take pictures. It varied from artist to artist, depending on who you were talking to. And this was right after Stone Sour's first album came out, and he was touring with Stone Sour at this show. And um, I'm I'm there, and I'm watching people come through the line, and this this girl's there, and you remember back in the day, Michael, Corey had really long red hair, like really long red hair, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is he still had that at the time, and on the album cover, on the back of the, the Stone Sour cover... He's wearing a Misfits knit cap. It's a black and white picture, but you can still kind of tell what he's wearing, and he's got this knit Misfits knit cap. So she comes to the signing dressed exactly like he looked in that picture. And when she gets to the table and finally like makes eye contact with Corey, she loses it and just bawling, crying, right? So Stone Sour's rules were that they would sign 
and they would talk to you and shake your hand, but no pictures. No, uh, no they wouldn't shake your hand. Sorry, they would sign, and you could and you could um, talk to them, but there was no physical contact and no picture. That was just their rule. And I don't even know if it was their rule or the record companies were like, I don't know who set those rules, but that was the the rule for Stone Sour. And she gets up there, like I said, and just loses it. She's just tears running down her face, and. You know, he's signing her CD or whatever, and she says, can I get a hug? And starts to lean over the table. And not in an aggressive way, just in a very, like, can I have a hug? And the security guy that's standing right right next to Corey starts to, like, push her back. And he wasn't rude or, like, aggressive, but he's just doing his job. Keep your distance. Yeah, I mean, he was. I mean, everything was civil. Like, I in all this unrest, I want to make sure that I'm clear that this was very calm and civil through the whole thing. But Corey turns to the security guy and goes, "Fuck you, dude! If she wants a hug, she gets a hug." And he gets up, he leans over the table, and like bear hugs this woman, and she's just sobbing through the whole thing. But it was just real, and not in a harmful way. Like he was really super fucking nice about the whole thing. Um. But even then, Michael, just you might find this interesting. Back then, he did not like co-mingling those two bands. If he was there with Stone Sour, he did not like talking about Slipknot. And, oh, yeah, absolutely. And from what I understand, vice versa. Now, from what I know now, he's a little more open to that. But back in the day, back when that first that Stone Sour first came out, um, he was like, no. I mean, I... He, he was very gracious, because like, we, as the workers, got to go at the end of the line and still meet the band. I have a t-shirt signed from Disturbed and Slipknot and uh, Darren Gray and Flyleaf. Darren Gray? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you just said the magic fucking words, CJ. Yeah, man. I, I've he, seen Darren Gray four times. Nice. They're they're weird, but uh, they're nice. Ex- yeah. The first, the first concert I saw with them um, was at the Fillmore and Ryu was doing his thing where he's slashing his chest with the safety pin on stage. Yeah. And this disabled girl in front. So, like, we've been waiting all day to get in the front. And there's this da- disabled girl right up there. And she has her dad behind her, barring her in. So we're all right in the front row. And Ryu hands her his fucking bloody fucking clothespin. And she straight up starts having a seizure immediately. So they had to fucking call an ambulance and shit. It was the most crazy experience, man. I actually I touched that motherfucker against his will. Oh well, I was wait I was waiting in line and he tried to run by with a jacket over his head and I grabbed him. Okay. <laughs> um. But yeah, but yeah, I used to I used to like J Rock a lot. Okay. Yeah. No, they 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 were they were interesting. Um, the thing that was weird about Darren Gray was when they did their meet and greet. It was literally like a handshake line. They weren't signing anything. They weren't doing anything, and. Because as far as I understood, at least at the time, they did not speak a lick of English except for their lyrics. <laughs> they couldn't even speak those right. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I've met, I met all these people. The only one that, the only one I didn't get to meet that that bums me out to this day was Lacuna Coil was on one of those those things that I worked, and I wanted to meet Christina Scabia so bad, and I never got a chance to do it. That's the only one that really bums me out, and then and the Fieldy because he was such an asshole from Corn. Right, he was just a just a dick the whole time. So, but Michael, I saw Corn who- in Reno earlier this year. It was the weirdest experience. There's so many fucking Trump supporters and shit oh. out there. It was fucking gnarly. 
But saw- on the J Rock level, I went to uh, I went to J Rock Revolution, which was an event at the Greek Theater in L.A. Fuck, when I was I don't know, fifteen, sixteen, yeah. down there, it was crazy. I fucking I met Miyavi, I met the the everybody from Muck, the Muck, whatever M U C C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those guys are fucking cool as shit. Miyavi's Mark- a fucking nutcase. Michael, who was who was the uh, artist that you went with Eric, and Eric was like asking for a hug. He was like, eh, 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 and like extending his arms. And then like I, I just sort of coming back to me, there was like one of the artists like made fun of him and did the same sound and gesture back to him. Oh God! That yeah, how about the bill? How about that for a blast for the fucking past? Dude, I don't know, dude. We used to see so many of those fucking bands. I don't know. It, it was one of the top ones that you really fucking loved. It was like Despair's Ray. Uh, yeah, I think it was Despair's Ray. Yeah. yeah. We got to meet them, too. Um, well, one of our favorite songs by them was Maverick. We were smoking Maverick cigarettes at the time, so we, we made them all sign our Maverick cigarette packs. That's really awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So, because I know Rico's answer to this question, because we've, we've kind of talked about this before, but... If you could see one artist living or dead that you haven't, who would it be? I think I I know the answer to his. Well, I want to hear him. Uh, say, I know yours. Musically or artists in general? What's that? Are we talking musically or just any artist? Mus- musically, musically. Damn it! I was gonna go with George Carlin. No, yeah. well, no, that that's that's a good poll, and I I'm all for that. But I just I was since we've been talking about music, I was curious. Shit, man. Well, I, I've asked you the same question. I I'll, I know what you've told me, but I'll, I'm curious if you're going to choose the same person. What did I tell you? Well, I can't tell you because then you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. I'll, I'll, I'll tell mean, you. I'll tell honestly, you my biggest goal in that area was always Nine Inch Nails. And I managed to see them on their last tour in 2014. And then again at Aftershock. And then again for their last tour, which was last year or the year before that. Like, I remember that because you, know. you drug Rico to that one. I remember. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I fucking stood in line all fucking day for those goddamn tickets because they you could only buy them in person. And then a fucking two months later, they're like, oh, we're going to do another day. You can buy it online. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the question is should be amended. It's like, who's dead that you would want to see? You bring bring back. Well, no, a because because there's there's. Potentially a, a band that's still okay. performing that he's just never seen yet. It, okay, well that is that is the 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 dead one bringing back a dead per, or dead artist. That's yeah. the answer I have for him. Okay, is that what I just tell you? Well, that's up to Michael. Yeah, just tell me, David Bowie. David Bowie, yeah, that would be a good one. That's what you told me. Yeah. Especially See, after seeing uh, Trent Reznor's tributes to him. Yeah, so fucking meaningful. That that definitely brought back a lot of. Se recomienda las dosis de refuerzo de la vacuna contra el COVID-19 para ciertas personas. Para más información visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. Appreciation. Because I never appreciated Bowie in the strictest terms. I respected the artist, but I didn't particularly like his voice. I didn't think he was a very good singer if, if it's any if that means anything it was just i respected his artistry and his lyrics the lyrics are amazing but i didn't particularly was never a fan of his voice especially when he would do shit with like freddie mercury and freddie mercury's like 
you know, outshining him vocally. Well, they only and, did Under Pressure. You make it sound like they but, did a whole album. No, but that's my, that's when Do- David Bowie would play with other people. Right. It was usually not, not saying David Bowie's a shitty singer. I would never say that. I just, no. he would, he'd always have someone who's kind of better singing with him. Well, you know, and it's funny that you, you brought that up, Rico, because like my, my answer for, for dead for 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 no longer living artists would probably be Queen at their heyday with mm-hmm. Freddie, or it's really a tie because it would be them or Metallica with Cliff Burton on bass when Cliff was still the bass player for Metallica because I I've seen him with Rob Trujillo and I've seen him with Jason Newstead and they've been great both times but I would love to have seen him with Cliff so. All right, but enough of those music stories. What's I, what? What are more embarrassing Rico stories? That's what I need. There's uh, as one. Uh, so when Michael and I were younger, we we definitely experimented with drinking and smoking and and shit we shouldn't have done as young as we were. But we had a little bit of freedom. You well, know? as so, you previously said, it is California. So it's California. California. Oh yeah, California. California, California. <laughs> yeah, what? See, you wait. That's actually a quick question, Enrico. I'm surprised I've never actually asked you this, so, con- considering what we generally talk about on this show. But I guess it's because I try to keep the show as apolitical as possible. But what the hell was it like living through the time of Arnold Schwarzenegger as governor? <laughs> the governor? Yeah. I mean, we were too young for it to affect us. But I will tell you, I remember going on a field trip to Sacramento, and I was in Arnold Schwarzenegger's office at the Capitol. And it was okay. It was not as exciting as you might think. Right. <laughs> I can imagine it wasn't. That's... I was like, "Where's the fucking Terminator? Like, what's <laughs> up? Where's the yeah? Where's the leather jacket? Where's the shotgun? Where's no, the just, just a fucking and... nice desk. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it. We had to kind of like accept the fact that we were becoming a joke. Like Michael's right. We were we were young. I mean, that was 2005. So we were both 14. That, and was that was just, back when we were like, oh, a celebrity can't possibly become a political figure. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're living in the Trump age, and we're like, oh, God, bring me back Whoa. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Wait a minute. You you guys forget I lived through Ronald Reagan as president. That's true. So That's true. But yeah. has anyone ever seen a Ronald Reagan movie ever? People that I know, but I'm... Oh, really? Yeah. You I mean, remember, I know my he, mother's I know he... the same age as Ron. Yeah, but I don't necessarily. That doesn't necessarily mean that he was like his movies were good. They were pretty popular at the time, though. Good or not all is a right. different conversation. And that's that's like, all right, you want a comparison? It's like Vin Diesel. They weren't good, but they're popular. People watch them. <laughs> uh, that's fair. <laughs> Iron Giant is probably my favorite Vin Diesel movie. I know, I know. Um, Although you no, know, I'm, guess, a, I'm a Guardians I'm a, Galaxy. Those, those 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 count, I guess. No. When you have three words as a what? (laughs) Who did Vin Diesel play in the Iron Giant? The The Iron Giant. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Wait, you didn't know that? (laughs) I can't tell. Autistic fucking Vin Diesel. (laughs) They're like, all right, Vin Diesel, just be yourself. We'll pretend you're a half retarded robot. We watch that movie again and tell me it doesn't sound like 
Like he at one point he says like I am not a weapon. He's like I am Groot. It's the same. It's it's fucking Vin Diesel. Yeah, but at dude. least he had lines in Guardians. He said three words, and then he says we are Groot. Okay, excuse me. He had two separate lines in the entire yes. fucking movie. Yes. No. <laughs> yes, no. That's no. True. Yes. I will give you that's a Bradley Cooper movie before it's a Vin Diesel movie. I didn't say it was a Vin Diesel movie. I just said it counted. No, it doesn't count. Sure it does. No. Is he in it? Yes. So it counts. He's not he's not uncredited. He's on the fucking poster. Whether he did his own fucking dancing, that's the that's debatable. No, he definitely did not do a motion capture on that. No way. I, I don't want to fucking argue about fucking... I don't even like the Diesel. What the he fuck didn't, am he I, didn't like, even the... show up for Endgame, so fuck him. I, I, all right. That was the end game of his contract. Who gives a shit? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. So one night, Michael and I stole his mom's boyfriend's truck. As you do. Literally for the sole purpose to go around the corner and go through the drive-thru and check in a box. That's all we did. That's all. And, and it wasn't like we were like, fuck it, we're going to steal a truck. We were just fucking hungry and they didn't feed us and it was too late. And we just, we, <laughs> help me out here, Michael. I feel like I'm digging myself a, a fucking hole here. Well, first no. of all, we didn't steal anything. I stole right. that shit. Thank you. All right. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm no longer in the hole. Oh, no, you're you still in the hole. You always sucked at driving. You sucked even worse back then. I just oh. was like, they're not going to care. Let's take the truck. We went and got the food. We brought it back. I don't know where we got the wine coolers from. <laughs> I don't know where we got the wine coolers from. It was probably from the liquor store that we were buying booze from. Or I was. That guy was chill as fuck. Right. He was like, watch out for the cameras. Just tell me what you want. Give me your <laughs> backpack. I'll go put it in your bag in the fucking cooler and then bring it back to you. And then, yeah, we went. Jim got all pissed off and weirded out. We didn't take it seriously. Then we went to the park. We were fucking getting drunk. And then your your dumbass uh, pulverized your testicles. Yes. I got on one of those spring rocking horses. Oh, I remember those. Yeah. And I got on it. And we were both just shit-faced. And I leaned back to see how far it would go. And then I fell. But from all the weight and the spring, the spring fucking horse kept rocking back and smacking me in the balls. <laughs> like, like this uh, was like Jack hammering his balls. In the like easily <laughs> 10 times just, and, and it, each time it hurt exactly the same. And then I managed to fucking roll away and then promptly fucking vomited just everywhere. And we, it was, it was hard. It, it was a really fucking, there was a really bad hangover the next day. I would like, imagine. Both my heads hurt. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, cute. Thanks. Uh, puns. Um, Pun askew. There was, uh, a, there was a time. I mean, we have some stories from the land. We went up. Michael would go up with us pretty frequently. And it was usually like a weekend thing. And we went up there. And dad somehow got in touch with someone who was looking my, my dad would frequently help out guys that are struggling like either current or ex-drug addicts or some shit or he finds vagrant people in the park across the street yeah 
You've told next me door, this. not across the street, just next door. Next door. Yeah. Like, yeah, he would send me out to the fucking, like, here, give the homeless people some pasta. And <laughs> they just, they just walk outside his front door with a cup of ramen and be like, you owe me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing you a service, so therefore you have to do all my yard work. <laughs> I boiled you a dollar cup of ramen. <laughs> you fucking better suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> So we. <laughs> I thought was that was that one... girl, though, not the homeless vagrant. Oh no no no, 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 no! This is a frequent occurrence. All right. We're, we're Rod, not. We're Rod not... is a nice guy, but once he does the nice thing, you owe him. Oh well, yeah. shit! Then does that mean I owe him? Yeah. Oh yeah. Damn. If it. you ever come into town, he's gonna put you to work. Shit. Yeah, uh, CJ. Uh, can you? I can't get Netflix on this fucking thing. I need you to get me Netflix. Well, you did. You did make me his permanent tech support. You remember that, I, yeah? Well, that that was that was a smart decision on my part. Perfectly <laughs> honest. Um, so we we don't even. I don't remember this fucking guy's name, but uh, he was a weird dude, and he like it was entertaining and it was nice, but he like had those drug stories that like Michael and I were just enthralled with. Like, tells us the story about how he like was up all night doing drugs and, like, tattooed his penis. Like, he tattooed his own penis. And he was, like, kept passing out and waking up. He's like, ah, it looks like shit. I got to fix it. And, like, it's like... No, he tattooed flames on his penis so the flames would grow. Of course. That's what you want. I mean... Raging fucking fire and shit. Um, And then he... (laughs) At the land... Because the land is is middle of nowhere, Sonoma right. County woods and like I mean, there's no fucking concrete roads and shit. It's just right. You've wild, told us wildlife that. and yeah. dirt roads, and we have a a water tank system down a hill, like with a trail. And if you like slip and eat shit, you're going down a fucking hill, right? And you ain't gonna be able to climb back up. Like it's that steep and it's that dangerous. So Michael and I follow this guy to do some, he was, he's going to saw some trees and some logs to bring up firewood. I don't know why the fuck he was doing it down there, but I guess he was trying to, he was trying to clear out the area so it wouldn't be as much of a fire hazard. So Michael, Michael has this fucking phone that has the Holy grail of all of our fucking like memories of us together doing the stupidest shit. And he f- and it was like an old razor. Is that right, Michael? Yeah, this was before that time. But yeah, the old razor phone. Fuck, dude. I remember when I moved out of El Cerrito and I couldn't find that memory card. I was so mad. Like that shit had fucking gold yeah. on it. Yeah. Like if we uh, posted those videos in this current time, we would be on every fucking meme site on hot hot page right now. <laughs> like it, holy shit. Like it, if India Jones found it, like it belongs in a museum. <laughs> is it gone? Is it like, yeah, yeah it's completely yeah. gone. But I mean, just gold videos like Rico shooting needles into his belly, Rico rolling around on fire, fucking all the shit, all the shit. So part of the, I don't know if it was on this phone, but we're Michael and I are down the hill looking up at this fucking worker standing on a tree that's sort of hanging off and he's cutting a fucking log with a, with a chainsaw. And we're watching, we're, we're filming him because we're like, it's cool to watch him, like, ch- you know, chop down a tree. Yeah, yeah. And as he cuts it, Michael and I both realize at the exact second, this fucking log is going to roll 
towards on on us. That's a problem. So, yeah. So in you at the exact same second, we both go, "Oh shit!" and just try to fucking run out of the way. And sure enough, we got out of the way just in time. This fucking log just badoom 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 rolled right past us. I slip and eat shit and fall in like some dust. Michael pants the camera and just sees me just like, ah, just like covered in like dirt and rocks and shit. Better than being crushed by a fucking log. So Agreed. That was, yeah. But we, that was the oh shit. <laughs> it was just perfectly yeah. timed. Oh. One of those videos lost forever, but yeah, fuck. It was so perfect. Like you just, it's just peaceful watching. And the second the log disconnects them from the tree, it's just, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. We uh, there's another time Michael and I went to there. See, the land has a sort of community of neighbors, and the neighbors are yeah, like like there's a president, there's a vice president, there's a treasurer. Oh, they like a, like to, a homeowners association sort of. Yeah, th- yeah. it's called the landowners association. So same thing. Same so thing. we would all meet in this big fucking barn that like. I still don't know who the fuck owns it. I don't know if like someone's letting us use their house and shit for meetings. But anytime there was a fucking New Year's party or something akin was at this it was at the big barn. And it's exactly what it it's just this open space field and you can have barbecues and people would come and uh do live music. And it was just the ultimate hippie fucking place uh nearby. So <laughs> Michael and I go to this party with Ron. Ron takes us there and immediately a couple neighbors see us and we're like, Hey, we're going to go, but we got all these, um, beer tickets. You pass in the tickets to get the fucking booze. And like, we're going to leave. We don't really, we have fucking booze at our house. Cause we're adults and shit. Like here, do you want this? So they give us like a fucking like armful of tickets. So Michael and I just start drinking beer and, and getting fucked up. And then, I mean, Michael and I, I think we were both, we had to have been at least 16 because I think I was working at Rustica, but you weren't that right. Right. So I started working at Rustica like before I was 17. So, so it was, it was right before, yeah, it was right before you got hired because real quick, Rico, but I'm I'm pretty sure you've told me this before and I just don't recall. Are you the, you guys the same age? Or is there like a get an age gap? Rico's six months older. Okay, so yes. So I mean, but I wasn't sure if it was like more than a year, like a year or two no. or something like that. I knew you were close. Physically, but... yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he and he and Joe are ten days apart from each other. That's closer. Yeah. Yeah. Once before Christmas, once after Christmas. When you're done your story, I actually have a an interesting age story from my high school my high school days I could share. So Okay, so we we're at this party and then dad ditches us. He just says, I want to go home. I don't want to be here. Figure out how to get home by yourself. And we could have like, we, you know, it was, I was down to walk Rico. I know, but I wasn't because I was a lazy fuck. No, it was because it's fucking out in the wild. And especially at that time, there was a lot of, uh, wild pigs fucking up the roads. Mm. And I fuck those pigs up. They would have fucking eaten your ass, bitch. You know they would have. <laughs> or even worse, you would have fucking left my ass to be eaten as you fucking run to safely with your fucking six-foot legs. You Probably, so, yeah. <laughs> so, dad fucking ditches us. 
and we're we're okay with that. We're kind of content with the idea of okay, we'll go and walk back when we need to walk back. Starting to get dark, a neighbor of ours comes up and just Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com cloud. Gives us chocolate fucking covered mushrooms. Oh, no. And I really didn't like we were like we knew what we were doing it wasn't like she drugged us but we didn't it was our first time doing it and it was also such a small amount that probably it didn't really do much to begin with but looking back i'm like i really really should have done that just kind of like yeah let's see what happens that's really not the great way of right. trying a drug for the first time especially in the fucking middle of nowhere with no like if you're going into it thinking like i'm gonna walk home and you know we were we, and wild pigs. You know. And wild pigs and, and just mountain lions and shit and rattlesnakes. Like, you know. See, that's where you is... lose me, by the way. Just for well, the record. I, I hate to say it, but snakes are fucking everywhere, buddy. Yeah, no. Good. Mountain lions Tell and Dino pigs. Dino to fuck off. Dino? Tell Dino to fuck off. Fucking Dino. Yeah, Dino's meowing. <laughs> fuck off, Dino. <laughs> um, so we take the fucking mushrooms and... We're kind of at that point. We're inside the barn. And there's music and live bands and shit and hippies just running around, smoking pot, and drinking beer and everything. And we, I remember Michael and I both looked at each other and we both saw that the other person's eyes, their, our, our, our uh, eyeballs were like black and shiny. But that was the only thing that we saw that like was trippy. And there was like a little, there was like a little girl who kept coming up to us. And she was, kept trying to offer us candy or something. Yeah, she kept right? trying to yeah. give us like she had like a fucking was crush she on real? Her. She was real. Okay. She, she, I mean, what kind of spin is that? The little girl's offering us the candy. Oh well, yeah, but I mean that—that's why I was thinking of some like reverse six sense thing, you know? No, like no. we're just sitting there tripping balls, and she's like, "Hey, you want some candy?" It was kind of like <laughs> it was like Predator too. Want some candy? Having never seen uh, it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like to remember this because I have my own version of how I remember this. I thought I was being cool and calm and collected Mm-mm. and, and, and I, I thought I went to a neighbor of mine at the land who lived within a you know quarter mile away from us. And I thought <laughs> I had gotten them, Jim and Dave and, uh, oh, Dave's, no longer, yeah. Dave's no longer with us, but, yeah. uh, I, I'd gone to them. And I said, hey, I thought I'd said, hey, when you guys are ready to go, would you mind giving us a ride? Because I really don't feel like taking a walk because I just took mushrooms for the first time. Apparently, I didn't, <laughs> apparently I didn't do it that cool and calm. Apparently, I, I kind of freaked out. I was like, hey, we need to go right the fuck now. I need <laughs> you to take me home. And I'm tripping <laughs> balls. And my, my dad left my ass. And I'm on true. This sounds more like Rico. But yes, I, it I does. swear yes. I have no recollection of that. I, I swear as I remember it, I was like, hey, 
Jim, Dave, would you guys feel up to it? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I swear. <laughs> so they fucking, they were like, oh, shit. Okay, I guess we're leaving. <laughs> and they took, they drove, and they drove so goddamn slow. Just every bump and every rock on the fucking drive, and was just boom. Doom, just slow mo driving. It was like I looked at them; they were driving five miles an hour, and that wasn't like because we were tripping. They were driving very slow because they were like, "We don't want to fuck up these roads." They they always drove slow, anyways. Yeah. We would call, we would invite them over for dinner, and we say, "Hey, come over by eight o'clock," and they would like leave at seven and slowly make their way towards us, just out of courtesy of their fucking roads. Yeah, they were a block away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we get back to the house, and I and. At that point, the shrooms started kicking in just for a body high. We never really tripped. Wait, was At that least... the time we dropped the pizza face down on the floor? Yep. <laughs> oh, shit. So we come in, and we can't hide the fact that we're high. And even even if we could, we wouldn't, because Dad wouldn't really give a shit. Yeah. It wasn't like, hey, don't tell Dad. We don't want him to know he's high, that we're high. He'd probably be like, hey, do you have any more? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, right. Why didn't you share? Yeah. So you left us, motherfucker. That's why. So we tell him, and he got—he actually got pissed. He did the opposite of what we expected. He got pissed in the sense that, oh, so-and-so shouldn't have given you those. That's not okay. I'm not happy about this. She should have cleared it with me, blah, 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 blah. She should have cleared it with me, and then I would have said yes. The fact that she went over my head is I'm not okay with. Right, right. <laughs> um, so we bake a pizza a frozen pizza in the oven but we fucking didn't put it on bake i think we put it on broil so the whole fucking pizza just burnt on the top just a fucking charcoal thing but it was cooked perfectly fine on, on, on the inside and we pull it out and it no dad pulls it out and drops it we didn't drop it michael he dropped it because we were upstairs watching a movie and he said i fucked up your pizza guys come eat it and we come down the pieces on the ground, the dirtiest fucking like farmy fucking ground. And we fucking were so high and so stupid. We just cut it up. We and start, ate it. We fucking oh, ate it. No. And we kept saying, this is the worst pizza I've ever had. But we kept eating that shit. <laughs> and then we go back upstairs and we were watching Lethal Weapon 3. And we were laughing so fucking hard. And I promise you. It's not that funny. It's a funny movie, but it's not I, that fucking. Funny. I think you. I think you've told that part of this story before. When we were talking yeah. about *Lethal Weapon*, I think you. I think you basically said Michael and I were high and we were watching *Lethal Weapon* and laughing at it, and it wasn't that funny. I think that's the yeah. extent of what you told. But yeah. Well, the 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 the, the punchline was. I didn't know how long this shit was going to last. And I had to go to work the next day. We had to get up early, leave and drive two hours to go back to Oakland. So I could fucking do my, my restaurant shift at pizza rustica. And so I asked Michael, I'm like, how long is this shit going to last? And what'd you say, Michael? 12 hours, 12 hours. And I said, 12 fucking hours. And I grabbed him and shook him on it. Like, 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 like Bart and Homer Simpson. Like, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. gone. Why are you little? And I'm like, I was like, why the fuck did you let me take this? I got to go to work. And he's like, we'll be fine. We're going to be okay. Stop shaking me. <laughs> uh. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Thanks for making me relive that. <laughs> <laughs> you made me live that period. What do you? I didn't force the chocolate into your mouth. You, I asked. I just you, didn't we, stop you. 
I no, I asked you, should we do this? And you said, why wouldn't we do this? I wouldn't call you, that forcing it on you. Up. I may be wait, making up the words, but you were the driving force of like, we should totally do this. Well, okay. Um, what's your what's your age story? Oh, my age story. It's it's really not that good now that I think about it. But um, <laughs> I I feel woefully like unentertaining on this episode. I have to say that. Um, I mean, it's it's going to be a different episode because my this is going to be the ultimate inside joke episode. You sure. know, it, well, it's no I, fault of yours. It's just that's how yeah, it is. I have I have a way to tie it off and make it more pot askew before we finish, but we'll we'll get to that in a minute. But um so my age story. I when I was in high school, I for junior and senior year I had a girlfriend. I had a girlfriend the same girlfriend for those two years and we were really close and actually I think I've talked about her on the show before, but that's not really relevant. What's relevant mm-hmm. is that much like you were saying with Joe and Michael being ten days apart, her and I mm-hmm. were four days apart. In age, she was older than me by four days. Mm-hmm. So, in our senior year, we both turned eighteen, and for the four days that she was eighteen and I was seventeen, she wouldn't even hold my hand. She's like, "I am not going to jail for your ass." <laughs> that was so, actually pretty funny. Yeah, nothing um, serious, I, but I actually, CJ, I made the random discovery that Deb's birthday is the same birthday of two of my ex-girlfriends. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I, I mean, obviously, it's not really connected. I just like, huh, I know that day way too fucking well. Well, here's here's some real irony, and, and this is information that hasn't been released to the world yet and probably will be before this does, but it's the same day as my biological dad, too. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, years difference, of course, mm-hmm. but yeah, right. same date. Um, So... We're, we've been at this for a while. Michael, thanks for joining us. Before we get out of here, I had two things I thought we should do that would kind of make it a little more potescue than... Are you, what... Do you want to you want to end this already? Because I we still have a plethora of shit, or do you well, want to save it for another future we, episode? I mean, well, let's, let's, let's decide that this way. Michael, do you think you'd ever come back after this bullshit tonight? I think I could handle it. Oh, well, <laughs> then let's save it for another day. Um, here's the th- here's the thing. You're going back to work, so we'll have to work with your schedule. We'll figure it out, though. Yeah. So my my thoughts were we would do two things that we've previously done on this show, but since Michael's never been here and probably didn't hear the episodes, um, it could be fun. Um, so my my first question, and I don't care which one of you answers this, because Rico, you might have to answer for Michael on this part. Is does he know Dustin? Dustin from. Video room, Dustin? I, yeah. He met him when we went to the uh, Jay and Saul Bob reboot show. But that's the extent of... That's that's it. All right. So we did an episode with him many, many moons ago at this point where we discussed soundtracks. And so, Michael, I'd like you to tell me just your your all-time favorite movie soundtrack, if you have one. Oh. Well, I'm not going to lie that the original Blade soundtrack has a pretty big part in my heart. Fair enough. That's not. It's not a bad pick, by the way, for what that's worth. Yep. Some <laughs> fucking early two thousands techno shit. Yeah. <laughs> Some Rammstein shit too. I don't think Rammstein's on that album. Actually, I thought Rammstein was on it. I don't no, know. No, I don't think so. Not in the original, though. 
Did you want mine too, or no? You gave us yours. I'd, this is. Yeah, I mean, I, if you want to give one, you can. But I think we did. We discussed this on the episode with with Dustin. The high. Five yeah, I, I've, five. I've said my piece yeah. on that. Fuck your piece. Fuck, fuck your piece. Fuck, <laughs> fuck your techno blade piece. Hey, hey. Alright. You were into that. I remember we watched that shit in that abandoned house next to Howie's house in Sausalito. That was the. Second and then you were we... passed the fuck out, and I was throwing berries at you through the window. Yep. And they got mad at us for making a mess. That was the second movie you and I ever watched. The first one was Halloween. Yeah. So shut it. I I love how I love Blade. I I I, I still I still think Wesley Snipes did an amazing job. I would I'm excited for Mahershala Ali to do it. And I'm who Mahershala fucking... Ali. Mahershala Ali. Mahershala. Hershey Kisses? <laughs> Mahershala <laughs> Ali. Hershey the, Kisses Ali. The, the, the guy from Green Book and the guy who played the um the first villain for the first half of uh Luke Cage, the club owner. Cottonmouth or Cottonhead or whatever the Cotton, fuck. Cottonmouth, I think it was, yeah. Copperhead? Cop yeah, maybe Oh, Copperhead. the guy who looks like Rock. The guy who looks like Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he Mahershala Ali's also from Oakland, so that's oh, pretty yeah. appropriate. There you go. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He's he's from Oakland. Um, so he's he's uh after the day after he won his Oscar, he went to Marvel and said, "I want to be Blade," and they gave <laughs> it to him. And they're like, "Fine, no problem." Oscar-winning actor Mahershala Ali. Mahersha. 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 But uh. <laughs> See, did you have another question? Or well, I one day he never gave me. Is, is the Blade soundtrack your answer, or were you still thinking? I mean, off the top of my brain, like that's definitely one that holds a close part in my heart. Fair enough. Um, no, no, there's nothing wrong with that. I just the way you said that the first time made it sound more like you were like verbally working your way through an answer. But if that's your answer, that's fine. That's my answer. Okay, fair enough. Are so, yeah, are you sticking to it? Is that Shut your up, final answer? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, and and it's I my my second question is a little ironic, especially based on the the mini story you guys just told about Blade, because there is a massive debate on Potescu that I feel is never going to end because Rico will never let it end, except this time I'm going to bring it up, and that is actually about Halloween, mm. because we both. Watched a version of Halloween for our 2018 Halloween special. Rico seeing the new one that had just come out at that time. My guess is with you, just because you guys see almost everything together. And I went and watched the 1978 original for the very first time because I don't like horror movies. And we came together to discuss it, and I fucking hated it. I thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen. I still hold that opinion to this day. I want to know where you stand. Michael, have fun. Oh, the newest Halloween movie? No, 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 no. The original. The original. The original. Yes. Yeah, he's saying he hates the original. And it's become a fucking joke where every guest I've ever had come on. When did you see the original? Uh, two long. years ago. How long? Two years ago. Almost two yeah, years. Like see, a year and a half ago. Yeah. That's That's where there's not really an argument here. Like, if I had seen that movie as recently as you have, I'd have the same opinion. Aha! That's, that's, that you, integ- that... that's integrated into what we grew up with. Like, that was, like, some well-done fucking 
It has like the perfect interlying like slight of comedy, a little bit of corniness, a little bit of fucking horror, like Tension. for our generation. Like, but if you watch that movie now, it's like, what the fuck am I looking at? Like none of this makes sense. None of it lights up. It's all fucking stupid. But That's... at the same time, if you saw it when we saw it, it set us on the path. It was some scary ass shit when we saw it. No, that movie never scared me, Rico. Uh, that movie uh, never scared me. That movie scared the shit. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I can understand if I like if I watched that if I rewatched that movie for the first time right now, I would not give a fuck. <clears throat> I mean, so basically the the overall consensus is that it's just dated. It's it's really you have to have watched it when it came out or the time it came out or you had to see it when you were younger. If you watch that as a grown ass man now, especially if you are a horror fan, you're not gonna really it's not it's not gonna be scary and it's gonna come off goofy and is is ultimately your argument, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't say that anything different from that, but I said Oh no, was, no, 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 I, no. no. No, you said no. Go back and listen to the recording. You sat there and talked about how much of a classic it is, and that I'm stupid it is a for classic. my and that I'm stupid for my opinion. You are stupid for your opinion because <laughs> it is a classic, and you're going into it with at the time 2018 fucking new high tech goggles. You're not giving it the fucking respect it deserves for a 1978 fucking film. It was a pioneer of the slasher genre. It was very little blood considering the fact it's a horror film. You know, the, it was a low budget fucking movie. So I've said all this about it. I'm not changing my opinion of it. I'm just saying you're being too fucking critical of it based on the fact it's a movie from 1978. Like Friday the 13th is made two years later, has way more fucking blood and gore but is not, in my opinion, not as good of a film compared to Halloween. Halloween at least tries to do some fucking camera angles. Yeah. <laughs> Although Nightmare on Elm Street is probably better than both of them. Nightmare on Elm Street is is legit, inventive, and higher quality, even though it's also a low-budget movie. Legit inventive. Well, it wasn't your typical fucking slasher movie. It was different. It's it's one thing of like it's scary to walk around suburbia because there might be a dude in a mask, or oh, I don't want to go in the ocean because of a shark. It's the other thing. Of, I don't want to go to sleep. You know that 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 yeah. fucked up a lot of people at the time. Still does. All right. Well, I think that's a that's a good place to put a put a pin in this one. But we'll, Michael, we'll have to have you back, dude. This was this was a lot of fun, and we'll have you back for a more of a proper episode. I'm sure we can share some more of these stories you guys have, but we'll have you back for more of a. I gotta, I, I gotta tell one more story though. All right, I gotta, I gotta tell the story about how I. Threw CJ's a fucking... like, all right, just get it over with. <laughs> well, come on, dude. You and I really want to tell the story. It was the fucking high school party I had. You want to talk about high school? Well, then experience. why didn't you start with I didn't this say one? I wanted to tell that story. No, you I just want. Said we had to. Okay. <laughs> so, well, because we didn't start with it because it wasn't. I was saving it, motherfucker. So. So dad tells us he's going to go to land. So he leaves. And then weirdly at the same time, a girl that I knew at my high school, Rose, sent me a text saying, 
can we throw a party at your house? And I'm like, yeah, actually, my dad just left. She and a group of her friends show up. I text Michael and I say, dude, get your ass out here. There's going to be a party at fucking at my house. Dad comes back. He got tired. There was traffic or some bullshit. He said, I don't want to go up to land. Fuck it. So he turns around, comes back. And I had to go to him and be like, dad, hey, can I have a party here? He's like, yeah, sure. No problem. So at that point, Rose and a couple of friends show up and they all kind of give a spiel to Ron and explain, like, you know, kind of talk. They're going to be like the party throwers and they had to cool it with uh, clear it with him. So dad says, you know, his rules, like no one can come in the house unless they absolutely have to and blah, 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 blah. So all of a sudden we thought it was going to be a fucking little gathering of maybe 10 people at the most. The fucking school just shows up. That's usually how that goes. Yeah. And not even just my school. There was because my high school was an alternative high school in another high school's building. So we also just got Piedmont as well as Millennium. So there's just like a hundred fucking teenagers in my backyard, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it was a lot, you know, in a small fucking suburban house and, you know, Oakland. And we had a cottage in the backyard and we had tenants downstairs. So I had to like knock and let them know. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to throw a party. Sorry. And the garage that. So I'm sitting with this girl trying to fucking get laid and we're exchanging. Like I'm giving her a drag of my cigarette. She's giving me a sip of a beer. And I'm thinking to myself, I have a fucking chance. And she doesn't give a shit. So, oh, there was, a, there was another part of this that I forgot. At one point, one of the girls that was throwing the party, it was Lily, is drunk as shit. And she somehow got word that dad was like wanting people to start getting ready to leave. And it was like only 11 o'clock. He's like, ah, around midnight, I want you all to get the fuck out of here. So, and, and one person that my dad loves this part of the story was wearing a Yankees cap. Oh, and, no. And he fell... And broke my buddy Dave Flores's uh, Buddha. He had a little Buddha statue. And Dave Flores is like there having fun. He was fucking around and everything. But he also like grew like he had, like a salvia plant. And like everyone just ripped that shit apart. Was smoking it. Like no, no regard for the fact it doesn't belong to them. You know, just teenagers with, you know, urges. But this fucking asshole with a Yankees cap stepped and broke a Buddha statue and then ate shit in a pond that my dad had put in. So my dad hears about it. He's like, what the fuck is going on? I tell, I tell Ron, I was like, Oh, some, some asshole fucking broke, uh, Flores's Buddha. It fell in the pond. He's like, I oh, fell in the pond. Who is he? Like, that guy with the Yankees cap, Yankees cap. Good. Fuck him. Fuck the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so, Word got around that Ron was pissed because dad would just, you know, dad's got a grumpy kind of face at the time. So yeah. he would just, he would, we were on the top level of our uh, house building, apartment building, it's not apartment building, it's a, but we're on the upper unit and we have a back staircase that leads into the backyard. So dad would just go out there on the steps and just look at the sea of teenagers and eventually, towards the night later, he just did that with in his fucking tidy whities. Just like went out there, just in his underwear, just looking at a sea of teenagers, just 
just just kind of judging them and being like, I hope you're all having fun. I'll get the fuck out. So this one girl, Lily, thinks that Ron is pissed at her. And so she, drunk as shit, is like, I have to, like, save face. I have to go and tell the adult that all is well. So she goes up, and I stand by to watch this because I know she's going to make an ass of herself. And she just tries telling him, like, everything's good. I've done this a million times. I've thrown so many parties, and we're going to clean everything. Your, your, your house is, is nothing to be damaged. Everything's going to be good. And my dad's like, something's already been damaged. Okay, but that wasn't my fault, okay? So I'm trying to, like, explain, Ron. I'm a responsible person. Like, she's just not aware that dad is sober, more sober than her, which was weird. Yeah, that's and a little uncommon like for Ron. Seeing, <laughs> and, and he's got this smirk on his face. He's kind of like, you're full of shit, but let's see how far you take this. <laughs> so I go back outside, and my, I find Michael, and he's face down on the concrete in our front yard and he is just puking vodka and beer. So I fucking freak out and I kind of pick his ass up and drag him up the stairs, scream for Ron to help me. Dad just watches just as I struggle with a, you know, six foot six dude on my shoulders and yeah. shit like that. Take him to the bathroom. He starts throwing up and then we take, I take him to the bedroom and I throw him on my bed. Michael, take over for a second. Wait, uh, what? I threw you on the bed. We're back at that part. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so I had the spin so bad I threw myself onto the floor because I just couldn't hold on to reality. And then <laughs> I remember just fucking puking my brains out again. Like, I remember throwing up directly out of the carpet. And for the life of me, the carpet was unscathed. <laughs> so like, did you I know I didn't imagine up? that. You like, didn't. Did... did I just puke up some foam and it just evaporated? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Interesting. But then the funny thing, I walk in there to check on him. Like, I, like after the party started to die down, I go in there and I find him on the floor. I didn't see any vomit, but I found him on the floor. And he had just taken a pillow and a blanket off the bed and just like slept on the floor. <laughs> He's like, I'm comfy, fuck it. <laughs> I've done that. Yeah. I've done that. So I go... You need that hard floor so you don't feel like you're fucking spinning in circles. It's, it's I face-planted into the middle of the street once just to lay down and make the, the world stop spinning. I was so <laughs> hammered once. I got the spins when I was younger. One of my first times I had actually smoked a joint with somebody and I'm, I'm very sensitive to weed Yeah, and the whole fucking world was just not doing me a favor. And I remember I had to sit and lay down, but I was so high. I didn't realize I was in the middle of the fucking street. Yeah. And like, and I'm vaguely aware that people are like, Rico, get the fuck out of the street, get the fuck out. And it was dark. So like, there was no way anybody would not have seen me. They would have run my ass over and they kind of like, get the fuck up and like grab me and pulled me. I did not know what the fuck I was doing. Fortunately so, for me, I was at a dead end street. So I was at the, and at the end of the dead end street. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> so dad tells me, all right, get these fucking people off my property. Party's over. So I go and, and I, turn off the music and everyone everyone starts booing like, of course Boo! yeah of course fuck you and i'm like fuck you get out of here <laughs> like don't tell me to fuck you get out of here so they all start to fucking fuck off and there was this i didn't even know this chick but she knew my name 
I'm waving people out uh, in the front yard. And this girl goes up to me. She's like, Rico, can I piss in your driveway? I was like, what? She's like, I really have to pee. Can I just pee in your driveway? And I'm like, I mean, I guess. So she just squats in between two fucking cars in the driveway. And I'm, I mean, I'm not looking, I'm being respectful. I'm, and then I'm, but I'm standing in the driveway and I look down, I just see a fucking river just flowing next to my foot. Just like sure. just a fucking geyser. I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus. And it would stop. <laughs> like it just kept going. And I was like, that's a lot of pee. So everyone kind of fucks off. I didn't get laid. Michael's passed out. And then I'm hung because I kept drinking. Once I knew the party was going to sort of start to end, I felt more comfortable drinking more. Sure. So I start getting drunk as everyone's leaving. And then I pass out. But I, at the time, I was like, I have to go to work the next day. And it was it was my morning shift. So I had to get there at like 10 in the morning. It was only down the street. So I get up fucking early, hungover as shit, with very little sleep. And I fucking hike to the restaurant. Get there, and the, the waitress is like, what the fuck are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm working, aren't I? She's like, no, I'm working today. Oh, good, great. And I fucking, I'm thinking I get to walk back, and I get to go back to sleep for at least a couple hours. I get back. Dad's waking up. He's like, all right, good. You clean this whole goddamn backyard. I want all this shit cleaned up. Yeah. So I had to go to Michael. I'm like, Michael, wake the fuck up. I, I'm not doing this shit by myself. I need you to help me. And gave me a middle finger and then he eventually helped me but uh, I, I would have done the same thing michael for what it's worth so yeah, yeah. but you know it was a michael, lot of fucking cans i think I'm michael sure. had more fun at this party than, than anybody else sounds yeah. like it could have done better yeah so time will tell time will tell on that one well my, michael seriously again thank you for coming on man it really it really does mean the world to me so you, even if you never join us again this has been a blast i hope you'll come back and well like i said we'll do a more proper potescu episode but but seriously man thanks for coming on well thanks for having me man it was a great time good good i'm glad you had fun and 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 you know rico and i have joked since like the third week we've been doing this that one day we will all get together and have some beers and we were going to tell <laughs> these stories that we're actually telling tonight but still so hopefully we'll get to do that sometime. Oh, that needs to happen. Yeah, we will for make sure. That happen. For sure. So yeah, we definitely. I mean, I I would love to go to just check out New Jersey just for the sake of it. So you you're not missing no. anything. Um, we can make fun of all the Guidos. Yeah, they're all up north. So <laughs> they're in northern Jersey. But all right, um, Rico, do your thing and let's get out of here. Uh, I don't have a thing because Michael has it in his pocket. Wait, what, CJ? You want me to say what? You want me to keep talking after we were talking for how many goddamn hours? Let's leave these poor people alone, okay? Fine. CJ wants me to do a proper closing, but I'm not going to say the same shit that he's always said for every goddamn other episode. If you don't like it, you can blame his ass. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcast. Or you could simply Google us. Though, if you're listening to this message, you probably did do that. Please don't forget to rate and comment. Seriously, we're not just saying that because we want to. We need your acceptance. If you want to agree with or yell at us, especially CJ, follow him and me and the show on Twitter. The show is at Potaskew. 
I am at Rance Rico and CJ is at M underscore blade. Don't ask me why. I still don't know. Some secrets are best left alone. We want to thank Logo Mike for our logo. That's why we call him Logo Mike. If you want or need some good art, hit him up at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. It's worth it. You can help a starving artist today. We got to give a big sloppy thank you to Samuel Evans for all the original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel dash lemons. When life gives you Sam lemons, you better pucker up. And finally, we have to thank all of you. Well, we don't have to, we want to, it really does mean a lot to CJ and I, that you guys have prioritized your time listening to us. We really, really appreciate it. Now, since I still have your attention, I think you have all been missing one of the best parts of every episode. The damn it. So therefore, you all have to listen to the damn it. Think of it as a MCU bonus credit scene. There, that fucking better? Bro code article 34. Bros cannot make eye contact during a devil's three-way. fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the name your price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's name your price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.